All right. With that said, let's get into Wakanda forever. Black Panther 2. It's been a long time coming for this movie. A lot of conversation, of course. You can't talk about this movie without talking about the passing of Chadwick Boseman. The star of the movie, T'Challa. How do you go forward when the lead is no longer in the movie? Of course, there was the conversation of recasting T'Challa, continuing the character. But Marvel decided, nope. We're going to move forward without T'Challa. And this is the movie that we get. So... Uh, what I want to do is let's just talk about first off, and this is, we're going to talk about spoilers because the movie has been out for over a week. I'm sure everybody has seen it. So we can get into spoilers, but the first thing I want to do is just get you guys' just reaction or your review of the movie. Did you like it or not? And then we'll get into the other, you know, finer points and stuff. So uh, Big Sexy, we'll yeah. start with you, sir. Well, Overall, I liked it. I liked it a great deal. Is it Endgame? No, it is not. But it is very, very well done. It was a little long, and there were a couple of elements that really didn't add two things that could have been left on the cutting room floor. But the emotional um, bases that it touched, truly, truly moving. You know, um, you can tell that Ryan Coogler especially misses his friend. You can see it all over this film. And I thought it was well done. I thought it was done in a perfect way to, to mourn a friend. And it didn't really worry about setting up for the next big bad event and all that. They're like, look, we're going to stop a moment. And say goodbye to our friend and, you know, set something up for, you know, years down the line, which is perfect. I I thought it was well done. I loved it. I can see myself buying this one. There it is. Putting my Michael Dean on now. I can see myself buying this one. Okay. Okay. And poo. In a vacuum, it's a good film. It's definitely well written. Ryan Coogler. Uh, to quote Snoop Dogg, that nigga don't miss. That nigga just don't miss. <laughs> I got to work that one in. Not at work, of course, but I got to work that into my weekly. <laughs> um, he, he definitely knows how to put together a epic film. We saw that with Black Panther. The look and vibrancy of Wakanda and the world that he was uh, putting out there. It looks amazing. He obviously and it unapologetically loves black women. And I, fi- I would dare anyone to try to find one bad performance or one bad portrayal of any of the black female characters in this movie. It'd be a damn shame if, if, our, if our queen Angela Bassett gets an Oscar for this when she's left other great performances um, for the Academy to uh, snub her for, but she did the damn thing. And, you know, it's, I felt like, she was doing spoilers, I felt like her death was unnecessary, but 
Ryan Coogler had a story he wanted to tell. He wanted to have this hero's journey for Shuri. And in my opinion, I don't think that it added anything. And it, for me, it took something away because here was Ramonda, played by Angela Bassett, just doing the damn thing, showing strength, showing determination, showing she's a badass, boss ass woman. And you took her away for to have this symmetry of of um of the queen protecting um a black a little black girl a standing for her daughter but at the same time to give something uh that as mike likes to say her rock the rocky strong moment for shuri to be to take on the mantle of black panther and does do what needed to be done to protect wakanda and end the threat that was talakan and and namor for me i didn't i I can't echo Mark's sentiment about um, having Chadwick Boseman all throughout this film and as a as an honoring to him. I really didn't get a sense of that other than, you know, the beginning with the the emotional killing off of the character. And in the end, where we get um, his legacy, maybe I just wasn't looking for it throughout the film. But I felt like this movie stood on its own without the big shadow of. Um, Chadwick dying, Black Panther dying, other than it advanced a, a couple of narratives. But I mean, as far as the emotional weight, the emotional gravity of no T'Challa, no Black Panther, it didn't really resonate with me on that. And then lastly, I feel, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too far into, you know, picking this apart, but I feel like Marvel, Joss Whedon, Ryan Coogler. And I say that to the extent of, when Chadwick died, they mentioned that the next one would be exploring the world of Wakanda without Black Panther. And I feel like Marvel, they put in Namor and got all of that I'm, story. I'm sorry. Who? Namor, Namor. I, I don't know how they pronounced Na- it. Namor, you... shit. <laughs> it's canon now, sir. It's, who called him that in the movie besides himself? No one. That, that's Namor. the only one that matters. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, like uh, I said, it's Neymar. You gonna call me Neymar or whatever? Yeah. Uh, then they shoehorn Riri Williams in there, which for me, you take you eliminate her from this movie, it has no impact on it whatsoever. In my opinion, agree. It could have just been some nameless scientist or, or or the government, whatever. And then lastly, um, Agent Ross. I don't know. They had to have a white man quota, I guess. That, that's, that's what's going on here. And De La, De La Renta, Fantessa yeah. Contest, whatever. Yeah, Elaine Bass. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like it, it added to the running time and didn't really complement this film. But everything that was going with uh, Wakanda, the the subtext of black and brown coalition and then black versus brown war. I, I love that part. But I will say that the only problem is, is that by the end of this movie, we have Letitia Wright as the Black Panther. And she's just not, in my opinion, the person that can lead this franchise. Similar to they wanted, they swore up and down. Carol Danvers was going to lead the Avengers movie forward. Yeah. Uh, old girl whose name escapes me. Brie Lawson. Yeah. She ain't it. She ain't it. Tom Holland. They swear he's the guy. 
he he's good as Spider-Man, but he can't lead the MCU franchise. And sadly, if they had put the Black Panther mantle on Lapita, I'd have been on board with it. But Letitia, she's just missing something. But for, I give it four stars. Maybe 3.8. Take that back. 3.8. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Uh, so Black Panther 2 or Black Panther Wakanda Forever um, it was a good movie it was a good movie it was well first of all it was very well made I, I thought in terms of the costuming it was even better uh, the fights was it Akoya is that her name her fights yep. with the mm-hmm. blue dudes were the high points of the movie for me, and I thought they were fantastically done. The choreography. Um, and just the overall look. The one thing I will, for, in terms of the look of it, I don't know if this was just at my theater, but I kind of felt like a lot of the, some of the scenes were not lit well in terms of them for being black people on the screen. I felt like it was a very dark you couldn't really see their faces clearly enough. Um, and it was interesting because after we saw the movie, we went out to eat dinner and I'm looking at a TV screen. They were showing a commercial in the restaurant and it was like clear as day. I was like, wow, that didn't look like the. Th- I don't know if that was the theater or that the, the movie was lit like that. I don't know what was going on, but you could see there was a very obvious difference. You couldn't make out the faces is clear in some of these scenes that that and it, for whatever reason it took me out of the movie sometimes um what what else, what else can i say about what i liked about it um i thought it was on par with some of the better marvel movies um and i'm saying that in the context of the movies that we had recently i thought it was a way better than thor and the last thor movie uh, Black Widow, Eternals, Shang-Chi. This was, I was like, okay, this is kind of, I was like, this is, this is what I'm missing. You know, I was like, this is good. You know, this is some good stuff in here. Um, other than that, I, I, I didn't like the direction of the movie, though, in terms of the story. I, I could have done without that, but I understand they had to make a sequel and they made a choice, but I just didn't really care for the direction of it. So on one hand, I say it was very well made. It looked dope. Uh, I just didn't like the story. And I, I thought their story was interesting. Like I could tell like, this whole thing with the um, American and the European governments coming down on this black African country, that would have been a hell of a movie if they just focused on that and then how that sort of plays to Namor and his people. And I, could, I don't know if, if that was like Ryan, I'm like, yo, this is the direction we can go in. It's going to be political. It's going to touch on some uncomfortable things about race and, and how the governments do other countries and black and brown, like you said. But it, it, it seemed, as I figured they would, they're not going to stick with that because that would be a that would be a cold mm-hmm. move. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I consider, they- yeah, when I consider who makes this movie, yeah, they're going to do that, and they don't. 
And what I have a problem with this movie, and I have to put my conspiracy brother hat on a little bit. I didn't like Shuri's decision to spare Namor and all that. When she gets to the point where she's about to do the death blow and all that, then they have the flashback and the moral thing come up. That's when I, I was, I wanted to stand up in the theaters. This is that bullshit. Because I was like, where was the flashback and the moral struggle when Namor them killed the queen? That part. Why did their mother have to die? <laughs> and then when it's time for justice, they called it revenge. And I, and I call it justice. Why does the black character have to turn the other cheek? Why does they always have to be the, well, just forgive. And I think that that's put in the movie consciously. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I, I was like, why does she got to give, forgive what? They literally killed your mama. They didn't have forgiveness when they killed her. So why, why do, again, when the movie is Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and they're going to the dude who snapped his finger and wiped out half of these motherfuckers, the universe, did Thor forgive Thanos or did he take his goddamn head off and was like, who want a party? Fuck. That's how they presented it. And, that, and the movie moved on. <laughs> and then, and, and that was him, you know, getting his gig back because he didn't take his head off in the prior movie. And he felt a way about that. Like, I, I should have killed him straight out in the last time. I'm going to get him this time. Why is when their mom, like I said, how come they don't get to do the same thing in the morals that they presented in the other movies. They supposed to fall back. Black Panther, when he was in Civil War, what did he do when, they when the man killed his own daddy? I forgive you. We take you in. Huh? Okay. Hold when, on. When, 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 Hold when on. Iron Man, when Iron Man found out Bucky Barnes killed his parents. Was he on some forgiveness? He was going to take his head off. So on my point, I'm just saying, I didn't like the, the story that they had to, she has to forgive. Why couldn't, and then they never really like, look, we being manipulated to fight Namor and all this. We're both technical. You all got the tech. Y'all established Wakanda. Shit. I'm an underwater world. We put niggas in trances. We don't even got... We can link up, click up, and take over this whole joint. Why don't they... That movie could have went in that direction. That would have been a hell of a move. <clears throat> Let me finish it. my review. We'll get into the comments. So that's why, I, so that's a part of me. That's why I was like, ah, 
I'm cool with this movie. I say it's I say it's definitely worth watching. It's enjoyable. For me, it was enjoyable enough, but I don't need to see it again. It's it's not. Uh, I could watch this on Disney Plus maybe time to time and be cool, but it's not like what the first movie was to me. Uh, I feel like they didn't really show nothing new in this. And to be honest, if this had been a Disney Plus movie, I wouldn't have been mad at that. I didn't think it was anything special. I just thought it was good. It was finally good to see a good Marvel comic book movie again. Uh, there was some uh, parts with Angela Bassett that I thought were phenomenal. But again, she's taken out. And I just thought the decision making with the characters, I could kind of predict it. You know, oh, they ain't going to have her go all the way. Uh, but they'll show it to you. They'll kind of, you know, they they make Killmonger sort of the bad guy in the first one and try to give you reasons why he should be. But they make a point to bring him back in this one because they know people want to see him. But they're not, and, and even the message that he's presenting, as much as it makes sense that I agree with everything he's talking about and I agree with Sherry, why she's feeling that way. At the end of the day, though, they'll tell you, stand down. You're big. You're better than that. While everybody else in the movies in that universe, they don't play by that rule, apparently. And I just thought that was corny. And I was and I was just like, yeah, this is exactly. Yeah, I can see why they put this out like I and I see why it ends the way it ends. If it was written by us for real and made by us. Yeah, it probably would have ended a little different. And we and we shouldn't have been and we wouldn't have felt shame about that. Yeah, this is a black nation that ain't taking no shit and you're not gonna come in and kill our own mothers and ancestors and our queen mothers and we're not gonna say it's cool so to me i just it was just like it was not real to me i was like ah this is comic this well, is comic book shit well unfortunately they showed you that from the black panther's first appearance baron zemo killed that man's daddy and not only did he not kill him, not only did he not bring him to Wakanda to face justice, but he turned him over to the colonizers to, and who ended up losing him. <clears throat> so they let you, they, they, oh, sadly, they showed That's what you, I was saying. Yeah, I mean, that, they, that's sadly what, they made that movie. So that, that's to be expected. Of course, they're not going to have you, they're not going to have them black characters <laughs> be on some justice they're going to call it revenge. And yeah, they're not going to allow you to kill nobody like that. that that's just the, that's still a, of all of the and people be talking about woke and all that kind of shit. I don't know about all that, but in terms of we still ain't seen no real change when that, cause the, cause the myth storytelling that they present still puts you, you'll never be the, uh, the, the superhero that just goes all out. And gets justice. You, you're gonna have to stand down. This is the way it is. Go ahead, Big Sexy. I know you wanted to get in. You know, <clears throat> um, you guys touch on it a little bit. You know, the word forgiveness was never used here. What she said was the same thing that T'Challa said when he grabbed up Zemo. So I'm not gonna let this consume me. No. 
And Shuri was, you know, trying to honor her brother by taking that same tact. Now, you know, did T'Challa have opportunity to dust him? Yeah. But he also didn't dust M'Baku, who has it coming, punk. You know, that's just not him. T'Challa's just not that dude, man. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Not Dustin Mbaku is totally different than Dustin, um, what's his name? Uh, Baron Zemo. Yeah, but Mbaku never did anything out of order. Right. That was, it was fair game. Just challenge. That's a tradition. Yeah, the challenge. Yeah. He's still a punk. And, you know, he, he had no problem dealing a death blow to Killmonger. And kill, who did Killmonger kill? Killmonger technically yeah. won it fair and square. Yeah. That's another story. <laughs> you know, like T'Challa could have easily said, nah, homie, you missed that. <laughs> try, try next year. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, he, he he got in his feelings. I'm sorry he, you suffered. I'm going to give you your chance. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Killmonger killed some people, but I mean, what Wakandans did he kill? Who in the Wakandan um, council or royal family did he kill? But he 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 gave him a death blow. Well, so and- the, the, the other thing is, is for me, like I said, uh, Queen Ramonda didn't have to die. Couldn't she have been in a coma? And Shuri decided she was going to try to resynthesize the heart shaped herb in order to save her from her injuries. That that could. In my opinion, I don't understand why they couldn't have done that. Why did she have to die? Because like you're saying, that's a hell of a thing to have to forgive. It's hard enough, you know, you 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 want to kill this Riri. Fine, she ain't Wakanda. You attack Wakanda. I, I you somewhat get it, you're trying to protect your people. But once you ki- you kill the queen, the 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 head of state, there should be no coming back from that. I don't, give a de- I don't care who you are. If yeah. that was Captain America, dead. Iron Man, dead. Black Widow, you die too. All you bitches go. Particularly if you're coming off of the death of your brother and you're already distraught. That's from the gate off the movie. You're distraught from the death of your brother and, you, and you're tired. And you're already tired. And then here comes somebody threatening you. And then they kill your mom. I got to say, if it was written, if this was about a different country, if this was Captain America or, or, or Tony Stark and his dad died at the beginning of the movie and then the bad guy comes at him and then they kill his mom, that whole movie would be, it's on site from the rest of the movie, go avenge and take out the bad guy. And we would cheer for that, rightfully so. You mean the plot of Iron Man 3, where old boy put Happy Hogan in a coma and he gave out his address like, come see me. And by the end of the movie, he was chopping him and all his folks up. Right. Yeah, I probably forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, the whole the whole premise of the movie, that's why I said I didn't really like. And, and let me just go back. And I, I totally forgot about this because it's actually it's so absurd to think the more I think about it. And I'm sorry for those who love this movie, but this is absurd. When the movie starts and T'Challa is whatever the fuck happened to him, that was complete bullshit. It's never explained in the movie what's going on with the lead character. That's bullshit. 
That's right. I don't care what nothing. Can nobody tell me nothing? Name me any movie where the lead character dies at the beginning of the movie. He's already about to die, and they never explain why. And he's an invincible type of character. It makes no sense. And the, the thing that got to me was is that he got a pure heart-shaped herb in the first. So she's trying to make a synthetic to save him. I'm like, but why isn't the original heart-shaped herb that fixing this? Right. They, and, they never explain the rules at all for this. Right. He's dying. Okay, why? And then what is she doing? She's trying to create a... Way, way to, to save him. Okay, so what are the parameters so we can understand why to, you know what I mean, why this makes any sense? Why, why can't she make one? I don't, I don't understand why she can't make, she couldn't make it then. Did they ever explain in the movie why all of a sudden she can make one? Because the uh, bracelet apparently had some of, because there, there are more, there was a different version of the heart-shaped herb in Talaquan. And he made a, the bracelet out of it. So she took that bracelet and started synthesizing off of that. This is a bracelet that Namor had or something? Yeah, remember when I, she... Man, I fell oh, asleep on certain parts. No, I don't. It was too, too okay. long for me. When he took her down, when, when she asked to go see Namor, he dressed her up like you're a, you're a oh, right. dignitary. And he gave her this bracelet. And then he explained that uh, some of them get their powers because like, Black Panther, there was some type of flower that was imbued with the vibranium, kind of like the heart-shaped herb. Gotcha, and gotcha. he made the bracelet out of the heart-shaped herb, and she recognized it. And it was like, and she started experimenting on it. Gotcha. I was like, gotcha. I was like, ah, oh, that's a very good happenstance. Yeah, There's a way to write it out, write it, write yourself out of the hole there. But come on, the lead character dies at the beginning of the movie with no explanation. There's shoddy writing. That is that that isn't any writing. <laughs> it's just oh okay and, and you just have to accept it even though it makes no sense this is again it'd be just superman is dying at the beginning of the movie and he's dead huh well the lead actor in real life is dead i know that but this is a fictional story so make it make sense like if, if i can imagine anybody that's going to watch this movie in 30 years you'd be like well this is an odd movie like the first one was great. Now this one, he's just dead. And they'll be like, oh, I looked it up. The lead guy died. Really? Why wouldn't they just have another person playing? Apparently, they felt like he was that good. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying 30 years from now, I can see how they'll, they'll be like, well, that's an odd. Boy, that, was some, that must have been very interesting during that time. I wonder how the people reacted to this. Because looking at it now, it seems weird. Like, why wouldn't you? Keep this going. I just, ah. I get it, man. I, I, I salute Ryan and them. And again, they have no choice. Who they're going to say, I don't want to be in this movie I signed a contract for. They probably have to make it, but I just feel like they shouldn't have made this movie and they should have just waited and had a Black Panther in it. It just doesn't. And the way this movie ends, I just thought it was just like, get the hell out of here, man. Like, yeah, and a part of me felt like I, I don't want. I don't think they needed to back themselves into a corner by saying we're never going to recast him. First of all, that's Cap. <laughs> you're going to do it. <laughs> you're going to do it. 
I mean, you, maybe you, you think you made the black community feel good in that moment. You made Ryan Coogler and the cast feel good, but stop the cap. Stop the cap. Because you're, you're, going to, you're going to recast Iron Man and Captain America. Well, actually, you already did. Theory, but you're going to recast Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. So you, you really want us to believe you're not going to recast T'Challa? Stop it. And, and then my other thing is, is that I don't feel like they needed to kill him off. Or at least not now, because I felt like it really hurt the story. I mean, just narratively, with I'm still trying to figure out, okay, what did he die of? Why, how could the most technologically advanced nation on earth not save their king? And you just leave that there. And there's no reason. like they, And they still don't give, you know, even if they just made up some shit. Oh, he had some rare... Wakandan, okay, but they have nothing. I could just. And the, other, yeah. the other thing I would say is, it's like they killed that motherfucker three times. <laughs> it's like, right. Oh, yeah. That's, you that's know, true. they killed him in the. We thought he was dead when he got tossed off the cliff. He got snapped. And then a year later, he comes back. <laughs> yeah. He comes back and they kill him from a disease. I'm like, God damn, Sharia and his mom is going through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there was there's a good there's a, there's a good story in there. Like I just think the whole Wakanda standing strong against this oppression and stuff that would have been fascinating. But it's never deal. And that, y'all can remind me. I may have missed part. The whole part with the was that the Thunderbolts lady. I don't know the character's name. Yes. What, what I was trying to understand. What was the point? What was their story through line? She, I know they ended up arresting the Ross, was it Ross or whatever that white yeah. dude? But what was she doing? Is she just trying to find what, uh, she, vibranium she, or something? Yeah, her, her, her thing is that they know that they have all this vibranium resources and they want it. And, and then they never, to, did they ever address it? And then this, is she, are we just to think, oh, that'll be addressed in something else? Because I don't, yep, yeah, probably Thunderbolts, I guess. Okay. The Thunderbolts yeah, I'm good. Like, that's why I said they, Joss Whedon his ass because that whole story plot line didn't need to be in there, in here. Yeah, I just felt like they were wasting did, time with him. Yeah, he did. And my, I, I can't think of anything he brought to this movie other than telling. I, 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 he gave Wakanda some information, but I, I, I can't recall. And I, so, in my opinion, he didn't need to be in it. That was a screen time that could have been better served, uh, fleshing out Mbaku. I would say fleshing him out, but giving more scene to Mbaku. And speaking of Mbaku, at the end, mm-hmm. they're about to do the challenge thing. And then he's like, yeah, sure he's not going to show up. And then he's like, come on. Do they? I, maybe I fell asleep. Does he fight somebody? What were they about no. to fight for? No, he didn't fight anybody. And he did show up. And I don't think it was really a challenge setting. I think it was more like, to celebrate her installation as, you know, princess slash queen, he shows up when they're expecting her to show up and was like, oh no, she's not coming. And by the way, I'm here to stake a claim. So what's up? Right. So he's going to be they, a problem and, down the line. And they never show what happens. No. no. So is he yeah, claiming no. to be the, wants to be the black Panther or the ruler of a condo? Or is that both? He wants to be, is pretty exactly. much both. Yeah. Cause Typically, the ruler and Black Panther are one and the same. 
now we are led to believe that, well, he can't become black. He can put the Black Panther suit on, but he can't become the full Black Panther unless he gets the heart-shaped herb, which I, we don't know if Shuri gave that um, the elixir out. But if we're supposed to think that M'Baku is the king and Shuri's the Black Panther, but they did not do a good enough job doing it right. They made one edit too many. Yeah, I was just like, what was going on? Because I mean, because you put in the chat once, I think it was a Reddit, and pretty much everything that was in that Reddit outline happened in this film, except for Dr. Doom being revealed as the one that instigated um, the the initial attack on the Wakandans that got um, Namor on their radar. Interesting. So one thing about that, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end, when Abaka showed up, I was like, oh, I guess this is where he becomes king. But then they didn't follow the scene. They decided to, you know, hey, remember Chadwick? Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm not. Are you hyped to see the next one? Like, I'm just not. Well, next one won't be for a minute. I'll tell you that now. Well, yeah. no, there's supposed to be some spinoffs, including what the Midnight. What do they call them? Come on, Mark, help me out. Midnight, Midnight Angels. Angel. Midnight yeah. Angels. Yes. Never yes. heard of. Uh, that's that's going to be Okoye and yeah. uh, and uh, Michaela, the the new Dora Milaje that they introduced in this uh, film. And you know, I, I'm hyped for that. The the thing, and I, I I joined a clubhouse and talked about this last week. The thing that was disappointing to me was, is that I recall very vividly when he passed and I think it was like within a month, they said that they were going to explore in this movie, Wakanda and Wakanda without the Black Panther. And I felt like that was Cap. How did, where did you explore more of Wakanda? I didn't get a sense of more of the scope and scale and mm-hmm. learn more about Wakanda. I learned a lot about Talakan. I learned a lot about Riri being at MIT. I didn't, you know, I learned more. No, I learned more about the the, the throne room of Wakanda, but I didn't get a, a full understanding. They, they want to let us know that Akoye's um, husband is in jail, which I'm thinking, in jail for what? Right. You know, I, I didn't. And they I didn't did learn. her wrong, too, in my opinion. <laughs> the queen did her wrong. <sighs> I didn't. Well, somebody explained it to me pretty good in a clubhouse that old girl is not only. I mean, she's the general. And she's on code. Yeah, she's like, yo, you were supposed to do this. You didn't do your job. And oh, by the way, you stay loyal to the crown and not my family. That's on code. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like she been she been dying to throw that shit. That, that, that's a that's a woman for you. Yeah, <laughs> nah, she been was, dying to throw that in her face. I was like, how is she getting mad at her? You lost through legitimate traditional battle, and I'm I'm down for Wakanda first. I'm I'm W first. What are you talking about? <laughs> you want me to be on some treason type stuff? You're not in power. I'm for my people. That's why I wish you would like. I wish you would have been. I wish you would have turned into an African American woman at that. 
Oh, you coming at me, bitch? What, nigga, I'm the one who help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she said, oh, no, what? Square up. Square up. <laughs> if, she would have, if, she, if they would have just, I think you can get one F word in on a PG-13. If she was like, oh, you got me fucked up. <laughs> I in the theater would have died. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. You okay. disrespectful, ungrateful, fake Tina Turner ass looking. No, that, that would, then it would have been stupid. My bad, but. <laughs> but I'm, I, I've already, I've already worked in the best line of the movie already as a dedication to my to my baby girl. I said uh, five years ago, this bald headed demon came into my world. Wow! Wow! Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> I love that line when he clapped. I was like, my whole my whole theater just died. Here, here's another like, thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, you brought up your little girl. I'm thinking, I think of kids watching this. Um, the other thing that kind of bothers me about this, and again, I, you can call it nitpicking, whatever. It's unfortunate that, you know, if you watch the first movie and just how much of a cultural impact that had, and particularly for kids, younger black kids, you know, wow. On the main stage, you have a legitimate superhero that's right up there with the rest of them, if not better. Uh, one of the better movies. And then for the sequel to just, you know, in my opinion, it, it on the shoulders of black despair and tragedy and death. Not to say that that doesn't happen in real life, and it did in real life for the actor, but I just wish they could have kept the, the myth free of the harsh realities of our some of our existence here in this country. I just, from a kid's standpoint for just, oh, I want to beat T'Challa and it's his hero and even wanting to be Shiri and all that. But then the second movie, I want to be Shiri, but gosh, she's so overcome with black, with all this despair and tragedy and, you know, our people are dying, sort of introducing the, our people are being killed, our men are dead sort of reality into this fantasy thing. I, that's the only part I kind of wish we, man, can we cut the, cut the fan, cut the kids a break a little bit. Like, yeah, I know we live in a fucked up world, but I, can't, let them have a little something where they don't can be free of that shit so they can have just fun. You know? And I say that because they don't do that with the other ones. Even if they can kill Superman, they bring him back. <laughs> it's a whole story arc of his, return a rebirth but we're not going to get that unless somehow they you know the money gets low and disney changes their mind years later from now but damn man like imagine you being the, the young kid that was all into like fuck man i gotta deal with crying at this motherfucker like i'm not getting the action figures he's dead fuck it why would why even get into these things we always dying it just keeps the mindset that we always under the any moment we could go at any time and, and this movie presents a reality. It doesn't even explain it. It's just totally random. Oh, he went to the store. He got killed. Or T'Challa, he was a superhero. And you, last time you saw him in the movie, he was saving the day. Damn. Now he's dead. Just like, just like your real life. Now, they I just think cold, that sucks. They'd have been a cold piece of work if they said he died from sickle cell anemia. That is <laughs> why. Wow. Died from a drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> he's, but it, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It just plays into the reality 
all these rappers getting killed. You're always hearing of some Ooh. black dude that got killed. Damn, you can't even go into the fucking comic book movies and escape that. He dying right off the rip of the movie. Like, they don't even give... You don't even get a chance to... Oh, yeah. Like, they're so scary. They can't even show you a CGI action scene of Black Panther in the costume. They don't even want to do that. Right? Yeah, they could have done that. They, they could have. Right? He's in the CGI fighting in the other movies. In costume. So they couldn't have just did it here and not show us. And then he, oh, he died in this battle. At least he went out fighting for his people. Yeah. At least I would have been like, okay, fuck. Well, you know, he went out, of, you know, you know, doing something. No, nah, it was diabetes, diabetes and colon cancer. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> like, you don't know. He, he died of some <laughs> disease. That's essential. It's, they they saying that without saying it. That's what they're implying. Like, yeah, he had some now, disease that they have. Now, now here's the conspiracy brother in me. You notice how he decided to open up to the world and he went to Oakland. So I'm thinking maybe he discovered some soul food and after a year of that, it hilarious, took him out. Hilarious, hilarious. That's the only thing I got. We got some bad pig's feet. Oh. <laughs> now, Wakandans weren't feet? used to eating oh. chitlins. Their internals weren't used to eating swine. And so they discovered bacon and T'Challa went ham on that, literally went ham on the bacon and got sick. It was... Now, see, that one, we would have been like, hey, you know what? That that makes sense. Oh, uh, yes. Chitlins, <laughs> yes. No. Because, see, they yeah. wasn't used to, they wasn't, they didn't have the 400 years that we had in their insides and the DNA wasn't used to the swine. Can, can you imagine mm-hmm. if they had shown him and laid up in bed and he like 400 pounds from... <laughs> Yeah, he'd be like Thor and shit. He got belly and shit, hairline receding. Like, oh, that nigga fell off. Yeah, he's just like Thor. That, I would like, what happened to him? Yeah, I that wouldn't believe that. Food. Yeah, and then he came, he came and he got caught up in the uh Atlanta nightlife. You know, he was balling and they had him out there with Puffy and them turned the child out. <laughs> Now that's the movie I want to see. <laughs> he got some of that, uh, that FBA booty. You got the clapping and t- yeah, to Charlie, he's acting the fool. He was out there he's hanging like, with Rody. Was that his name? <laughs> he's like, mother, I want to make it home. <laughs> it was like coming to America. Now that would have been the sequel if they would have had it like coming to America. To Charlie came over here, found his found storm. And she was I in the hood. <laughs> now see, see how we would have made it, man. If somebody said, like, if they were really, if they was really wanted to do this for black folk, they still should have had a, a Zamunda representation in there as well Hilarious. for that funeral. I'm like, and speaking of the funeral, and see, I, now I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Where was, where was at least Buck yet? Where were the other heroes? Ooh, that's true. Because if it Where wasn't for Wakanda, it? you know, uh, Thanos would have uh, ransacked. Yeah, them. where where was Bucky's? At least of nobody else, they brought you back to life. What they call him? When a soldier. Oh, no, White White Wolf. Wolf. yeah. Where, where was White Wolf? No respects paid, huh? Mm-hmm. Old man Steve. Yeah, where was he at? When they had Iron Man's wedding, it was all out there. That's that's why I was like, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, the only okay, this is uh, me devil's advocating. They were so turned off by the Western world trying to infiltrate and get their <laughs> resources that they said, "No, we don't right. want that. No, we gonna do this on our own." Right? We we're not gonna play Sun City. <laughs> we, we, we ain't going. To, don't go to Wakanda. Then. <laughs> I ain't gonna go Wakanda. Stop. <laughs> Some of y'all remember it's that. An embargo. Yeah, they put an embargo on them. That's all I could think. They're doing their live aid thing. Yeah, like Wakanda's the new Cuba, I guess. Wow, I guess so. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> I, and I love that scene where the queen went in there like, you mother, bring them out. I was like, yeah, but see, they. <laughs> Since they don't work for you, take them out. You pull the trigger. Anyway. Yeah, where was the outreach? I wish they would have showed the outreach program. What happened with that? Well, I mean, they did, I mean, half the, half the world was taken out. So, you know, they probably had to right. uh, reevaluate some because they, they didn't have the uh, head count. What did y'all think of Reeve? Hated her. Really? Really? I, I thought she did bring some good comic relief, which I, was good compared, you know, because she, she doesn't have the, the full waiting experience that, you know, the Wakanda people have, you know, having dealt with um, Killmonger, almost taking him to war, their king, uh, Shuri and Black Panther been snapped for five years, which to me, that should have been the bigger thing. Like, that's one thing that I, I'm sorry, I don't need to get sidetracked. That's one thing I am, I am a little upset. It hadn't been touched on that T'Challa and Shuri were gone for five years. What right. the fuck was going on in those five years? Because I, I, I mean, unless M'Baku was snapped as well, I just can't imagine he didn't make a play for being mm-hmm. a ruler. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah. but I felt Riri was good, you know. She was the good, she was the humor in there. It allowed all the other ones to be more dramatic, to have the weight and the burden of uh, <clears throat> of T'Challa's death and the burden of all of that, whereas she can be the comic relief and give us some more of that quote-unquote A-A-V-E that we're looking for without having to <clears throat> sully Wakanda. A-A, what, what, what? African-American, African-American vernacular English. Ah, yes. Ebonics. Ebonics. <laughs> ah, yes. That. Yeah, we, we, we had the uh, suspectability mm. politics that. And what does Ebonics stand for again? What was the E for? Ebony? I, I forget. So. I don't think it was, it was an English? acronym. I don't think it was an acronym. Well, oh, it might okay. be yeah, just American Black English. I don't see it as acronym uh, either. Okay. Interesting. Ebonics. <laughs> they said, I'm this didn't call it. In- in bonics, that would have been cold. <laughs> Linguisticsociety.org, they call it. In bonics simply means black speech. Interesting. So there you go. Riri, I, I, I wasn't, I liked her character. I just didn't understand. I was just, I mean, it's new to me. So I was just like, she's basically iron, like she's as smart as Iron Man and she's in college, but the government is stealing her stuff. And she don't know. It, it was just weird. I, and I was like, how does Namor know about an American black girl college student? He's underwater world. I, I was trying to understand how did they connect to each other. But essentially, from again, I take it from this movie. I have heard her name mentioned in the comics or have heard of it. 
but is she's essentially like a Iron Man spinoff? Is that what it? Her she's she idolized. Well, in the comics, she idolized Tony Stark, and he ended up becoming a mentor for her. Oh, okay. That was another thing I did not like. So. People were saying that there was a lot of T'Challa and honoring him in his film. I didn't get that. What I did see a lot of honoring and and influencing here was Iron Man and Tony Stark because they mm-hmm. had the heads up display. Mm-hmm. They had Iron Man tech suit, mm-hmm. and she was in. Uh, she was. Um, idolized him, and I'm like, wait a minute, why is Tony for three movies? He's been the central part of uh, the Spider-Man films and now he's a central part of a Black Panther film? Right. Well, I guess I if if if, if uh, I can believe this movie then I expect the next Iron Man movie would be Iron Man for Riri Williams taking over the mantle, the same energy they have for this? Or am I out of pocket for that? There's a TV show, but I doubt that they will go to a film. They 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 not gonna do that. They not gonna do that. They're probably gonna stick her in the quote young Avengers, which I already hate. Ah, interesting. Interesting. They'll probably stick her there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought her I agree with everything you you said. I think they could have pushed her character even a little bit more, but I could see how it would have got annoying possibly. Uh but no, it it was cool. There was there's so much packed into this movie that is unnecessary. Where it's just almost it's a commercial for whatever comes next type of deal. Yeah, they could have taken yeah. Riri and the whole Shield contingent and made an- another movie about that, and left yeah. us alone. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I think this mo- <clears throat> you know th- again, I'm, I'm shitting on it a little bit. It to me it was a gr- good Marvel movie. This goes to show me where I think, for me, these movies may have really started to run their course in the sense that it's in the quest to have them all connected. I think we are seeing the disadvantages to having movies so connected together where this works great in a comic book setting. I think, though, with these movies, you you start to get away from the actual movie stories them being great movies, but this has to be so set up and connected to the other ones. It takes away from telling the story that I think they should have told with this movie. And I, I, I don't know if Marvel is going to be a problem for them because they have to be so packed in now with all this other stuff. They're just like, they are literally comic books now, but in the movie setting. And I, at first I thought that was cool, but I think it's getting a little long in the tooth. It, it's just it's uh, they're becoming too commercially or something. I don't know. It's weird. Agree because I felt introducing Neymar and all that he brought to it was enough. They're fighting over his his beef, which I, I can see his point of view. It's like you guys expose yourself to the world and all this extra vibranium that got them digging in the sea. And once they find once they find some vibranium, they're gonna keep digging and fuck up my city. So y'all need to fix the problem. I get that. And I think that's enough of its own that could have led to yeah. Armor Wars or Re- or Ironheart, where we find out she's the one who built that machine. That that that, mm. that, that would have been enough. And because I felt like there was enough of a uh <clears throat> there was an, enough of a conflict with Namor, like, yo, y'all thought y'all was the shit. <laughs> shit. Y'all ain't seen us. And 
but and I the other thing is is I I didn't understand is like wait a minute you seem to have tech you have far stronger soldiers you're supposedly as strong as the hawk why the fuck you need Wakanda to go deal with this? Well, I'm mm. like why didn't he just show up in New York or wherever and be like yo y'all did y'all did this I don't like it y'all either stop bring me the scientists or I'm gonna wreck shit up. Yeah, so you got some Black yeah. Adam shit. Yeah, it was like, I don't get why he's trying to be cool. I don't want them to know about us. Like, you just attacked the whole ass ship. You didn't kill everybody. Right. They know now. <laughs> yeah. And my, in my opinion, you need to be on your America. Strength through action or however they say that shit. You know, it's like, don't fuck with us. Because we, we did this. Can you imagine if we really was on some fuck shit? Yeah, I think that would have been a stronger movie. Made it more just about Wakanda and Namor. Would have spent more time with Namor and his people to understand theirs. Would have spent more time with, you know, Wakanda, Shuri, and their people and coming to grips and dealing with the European stuff, trying to come at them. And then at the end of the movie, like I said, if Namor and Wakanda clicked up and it was like, yo... We raging war on them, or they're raging war on us. We're standing united. Let's get it popping. And any of them heroes over there that want to stand on their side, you're going to get it too. But then be like, remember, we saved y'all, though. This is how y'all treat us? That would have been a cold movie and just had it end like, yeah, Namor and Wakanda's clicked up and it's on. And the other heroes going to have to decide, you know, are they going to be a part of that? Or, yeah, there's some shit about to pop off while still having, you know, your secret wars and set up in the Cree or whatever, you know, those, what are those lizard dudes, ship, shift changer dudes. You can still have all that in the background. Bro. You can still have the Kang and stuff, but dealing with, yeah, Wakanda, and they, they dealing with their battle, you know, it could be separate too. And then, I don't know, I mean, just, like I said, it could have been so much, but. I get why they ended it the way they have to. That's just how they, my opinion, that's how they see us at the end of the day. You know, so it's all good. I was kind of looking at old girl coming at Namor. Like, yo, what you going to do? You, you, they you was punking him, actually. They was punk. <laughs> I didn't understand. Like, why was he listening? He was sweating that chick. That chick was like that. Oh, you ain't shit. You going to let them? I was like, why is he? He's like, bitch, shut the fuck. <laughs> I call the shots here. You don't tell me, but but you know we don't. But that's what I'm saying. We don't, I feel like we didn't spend enough time to really learn his side of the story, man. Like, and I wish he would, like you said, I wish he would approach that UN and was like, "Yo, I'll tear this mother up. Y'all don't fuck with me." He was a badass <laughs> character. I like this character though. Yeah, but I, I, I definitely felt the subtext of. The the white man and the Europeans are the threat, but why are the black and brown beefing? And the, the black people, they didn't even want no, you know, me personally, having grown up in Southern California, with, you know, a lot of my brown brothers and sisters, I was like, yeah, why are you mad at us? All we've done is help and build shit. I'm like, why the fuck are you mad at us? Right. And I'm, I'm seeing that there and I'm like, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at Namor, I'm like, you kind of got a point, but why the fuck are you trying to punk them instead of going and showing your big dick well, to the UN? Like, what the hell? Right, and 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 keep it in on some conspiracy, brother. 
and, and how did it end? What what was their what was Namor and them's real thoughts about Wakanda at the end though? They was on that LA council member secret tape shit. <laughs> Cause oh. the, old, the old girl was like, Why are you teaming up? Why are you giving them a pass team? Well, I'm not he basically said I'm not really teaming up, but if we have them on our side, then we can ride them and then we can we can take them out later. Like he wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? They made a point to show that. That's why I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, they're not, they not they, and and I'm like, they're not slick with it. They're actually letting you know. Oh, we ain't really clicked up. Ain't no black and brown coalition. Yeah, the movie me? lets you know that. <laughs> That's why I was like, this I was like, this is a piece of work. <laughs> He's like, uh, I, it's like I need to lick my wounds. He put in some work on me. I got to figure out how to how to counter all that shit. Yeah, he wasn't like, well, it's it's for the greater good. He's like, let's just bide our time. Let let them fight for us, and then we'll take them out later. So he really was on some I'm fuck them blacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Hey, I saw, that's how I read the scene because I was like, why would he say all that shit? They made, he made a point to show that he, nah, I ain't really with them. Like, he's like, I had to survive. Yeah, we, we just doing what we got to do. We'll take them out later. That's, like, that's the blacks. What are you? That's the Wakandas. Ah. She was like pinky in next Friday. Damn, that, that girl had me. T- I, she, I was scared for my life. <laughs> she was on some, who's that bitch? You ain't got the lie, Namor. You ain't got the lie. He said, "Never mind what I'm doing. Watch out yeah. help me with the Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Namor was on the ground. He got beat by Sherry. My neck and my back. I'm like, how does she be stop? When did she become the world? I was like, whatever. Well, I mean, whatever. I'm willing to suspend disbelief and believe <laughs> Namor that uh, Sherry was trained, and she did help with the fight in the first movie." No, I was listen. At the end of the day, I'm on code with it. It don't need to make sense. He whip, go and whip his ass. It's like it's a good visual. She's like, I'm just as strong as you, and yeah, I, I, like, hey. this, I can whip your ass. Yeah, I'm like, now, I'm, I'm like, hey, and that was a little too much, but I mean, hey. Yeah, I was like, no. and well, well, Captain America, got, Captain America got shot six times and saved the day. Exactly. So there. <laughs> uh, movie was trip. I, yeah. <laughs> One thing that I did not care for from a governmental sovereign nation standpoint was at the beginning, you had people within Wakandan waters or or the Atlantic Ocean trying to get that vibranium and it turned out to be fucking France and they let that shit slide? No. Should have been act of war. It should have been an act of war. And the French heifer was in con or in a what parliament, wherever they were. Yeah, we need to get this done. Bitch, it was your people who did it. <laughs> they should have, should have handled that. If we would if somebody else would have wrote that, them those guards, what do they call it? The the Wakanda guards, what do they call? Dormelange would have took that lady into custody. They should have. And we're taking you back to Wakanda to trial. Guess what? You're coming home with us. Yeah. The same way America would have got down. Yep, yep. And it wouldn't have been the oh, we forgive you. Like you're gonna go to court. Court, you're gonna get the Brittany Renner. 
And, th- and this is why you don't get the vibranium because y'all can't be, y'all don't know what to do. Oh, that was Michael Dean, everybody. I, I meant that in terms of that's how they do us. So, um, and she actually did something. The lady in the movie. Yeah. You sending strike teams to our country? Nah, hell nah. That's what I'm saying. And even off the top, the whole fact, like you said, I think that's what Big Sexy is saying. The fact that they were bringing them in there, these are your warriors, da, da, da. that's a form of forgiveness. Because where was the just, like, that's an act of war. Wait, it, didn't they leave with the soldiers? I can't remember. I thought they just, they brought them there. I was like, we brought your peoples. Don't do this shit again type. Gosh, it's an act of war. What are you talking about? Uh, I kind of agree because I know if that was America. Oh, it would be all in power. <laughs> they would have they sent at least 16,000 tons at the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre. They would have lit your ass up like, on the first Wait, night. France? Yeah. Wait a minute. France? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's my soldier boy? Yeah, <laughs> France? France? Voulez-vous le see avec moi? I better stop playing with me. <laughs> yeah, they would have had Captain America on the first night secret mission take their whole thing out. Talking about, man. Hell yeah. And then they would have claimed all the African antiquities as theirs and <laughs> come yeah. see us in New York. <laughs> yeah, the movie skirts and showing some real shit. Like, yeah, they, they want that vibranium and they coming to take it, man. Yeah, you're not giving us enough. That, but that one, I, I'm like, I, don't, I think most of the black people, hopefully the, most of the hoteps as well, would I, yeah, mm-hmm, that's exactly how they do Africa. They find a resource and they, they, they deem it a threat to the, the world at large. So we got to take over. Yeah. I was feeling that. That was wild. It was wild. But yeah, I got to watch yeah. I'll watch it again when it comes on uh TV. That's the other thing too. The the theater going experience. That's like I hadn't been to a big movie like that in a, where you go Friday or you go when everybody's going. Man, it was baby kids. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Mama, you did it. And, and I'm like, why are you, you bring in baby? I want on a Sunday. I want the Sunday that weekend, like around yeah. you know. 12 o'clock. Mistake number one. Yeah, I was like, I can't do this. I Ugh. went to a two o'clock showing on Friday and I was looking at I was like, why are all these people here? And I was like, oh, that's right. Today's Veterans Day. Mm. Besides being this black film in a black na- uh, theater in a black neighborhood. <laughs> I just was like, I, I, had no, I couldn't believe it was that packed. But for the most part, uh, <laughs> Nobody said anything too wild or crazy. God. Sorry. Um, I know at the end, uh, when when uh, little when Toussaint came in and they revealed who he was, it was like, oh shit, that's his baby boy. And then right. this, there was his brother standing by the side. He was like, T'Challa is back. I was like, oh lord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> T'Challa is back. 
Uh, I, was, I think he was doing it to be funny. Right. <laughs> I know, I, but I was like, stop it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah hey. In the clubhouse, uh, some people, they, they had a discussion about um, they, they, they felt the movie didn't do enough to talk about Haiti. Because and, huh? and it's important. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking I the same thing. Okay. It was like, oh well, he, you know, it's a black, it's a black um, director. He wrote it. Mm-hmm. He put it there, but he didn't do enough to educate uh, non-black people about why it's so important. And I made the, I made the point. I was like, fuck them. If they don't take their ass home like I do when I walk out of a white uh, film and some shit don't make sense to me and do they googles like I do, then fuck them. I'm like, I said that. Them being in Haiti, naming that boy, code name Toussaint, that's for the black people. We know why Haiti. We know why he goes by Toussaint. And mm. I don't think it needs to be uh, explained to non-black people. That's for us. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Black, black, black Panther, Wakanda forever. There you go. Uh, they did it. They did the sequel. Uh, I think most people like the movie, though, and I, I think they should. You know, what I mean, yeah. If you're just now, watching it to be entertained, and then I would see how you you could, yeah, you could love this movie. And and salute to Shuri and all the women. They did their thing. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, I think they did Mbaku dirty. Kinda yeah, I was going to ask that question because we saw the first movie where we had. Forrest Whitaker, we had Sterling Brown, we had T'Challa, of course, we had Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. And there definitely was a lack of black male representation in here. And it, it is what it is. I don't I don't want to have that argument because, you know, our black women shined and that's a mm-hmm. good thing. But I think we can have the discussion at that there being an absence or a, a lack of black male representation. I agree. I, you know, I, I I don't think it's a coincidence, but I'm not I'm not surprised by it either. This is par for the course, in my opinion, when you're dealing with a big corporation in the corporate world in terms of how they see black men and black women. This is a reflection of what you see in the corporate world. So I'm not surprised by it. You know, would they spotlight the black women? Absolutely. Are black women deserving of being spotlighted? Super absolutely. Uh, but I don't think it's a coincidence how when you see in a lot of corporate situations, there's black women <clears throat> and they sort of shy away from the black man for whatever reason. And this movie is a representation mm-hmm. of that, in my opinion. And if you really wanted to be on Conspiracy Brother, I like, so you're trying to tell me the king of the most technologically advanced nation, a black nation, was an absentee father? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's why that, that, that part was quite, I couldn't even. Yeah. I was that, just like, whatever. <laughs> everybody was so happy about that. I was like, you know what? It's like, so you said it's another black man ain't raised his kid? Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, if you want to look at it that there's, way, you there, can. There was really no, again, uh, I guess he's not, he's not even being shown with, with a black man on this. The, the story is that there's no black man in his life. It's untold. 
that could be a reach, but just on the surface level, he's raised by his mama and now he'll be with his auntie. But now, if I really wanted to be, if I wanted to go super sign hotel, I'm like, so the king of Wakanda just had a baby mama? He didn't marry Nakia? He's just out there yeah. reckless with reckless with his pe the king of Wakanda, knowing with the how important he the heir and legacy. <laughs> right. He just was reckless with his pee and then sent him out. Well, I'm just saying. yeah, I mean, again, this is the same country where the king had killed his own brother and left his nephew out in America in a foreign country. Now. So they also they were already on some wild shit. Nah, I, I could kind of defend that. <laughs> I can't go. Please defend that. They could say, well, you know, um, I, I don't remember his name, but Killmonger's pops, he broke from tradition. He wasn't supposed to be uh, procreating right. and making babies outside of Wakanda. Yeah, but you're talking about kids. I'm just saying, I could, I could kind of, but they like, you, he, nah. ain't, he ain't real Wakanda. He ain't real Wakanda. Sisters, listen to this man. <laughs> wow. And use this <laughs> So let me get this straight. <clears throat> you and you're in uh I don't know, China. You're an American diplomat in China. You're Nancy Pelosi or some shit. <laughs> you come to find out your husband in China, he done got a chick pregnant. He over there acting a fool trying to help overthrow the country and he raised up on you and you took, you killed him. You was in so mad that he disrespected you. He slept with the Chinese woman. He has a baby out there and you felt so mad. You took him out. And then you know, he got a baby out there, but you just come on back to America and leave your stepson in a foreign China in the streets. You don't even know if you got a mom. And you saying that's cool? I'm just saying, I, I couldn't make that argument. Wow. I could. Wow. And no, and remember, T'Chaka killed his brother because he, he was about to shoot old boy. So he was defending the other dude. Right, but why leave the child in a foreign land in All the I, ghetto so you don't even know if he's got any food to eat or a place to stay or any supervision? You're leaving a child behind. All That's I got your relative. Is, That's your family. All I got is he ain't pure Wakanda. That's all I got. Wow, you want some real... I'm just saying, that's all I got. That's all I got. You're on lineage-based. <laughs> See, he was an FBA. He yeah, ain't, like, he ain't pure FBA, so um, he's a tether. I'm, that's your family, though. Now, he ain't FBA, though. Like, damn. <laughs> that's cold. Like, now, that's codification. <laughs> It <laughs> was on cold. It's like, nah, bro. Wow. That's wild. That's wild. But anyway, and I just had a, a, a funny thought. What if they had a spoof Tyree character? And, and like they were showing, like, Riri was watching some YouTube videos and was a spoof. It was a spoof to Charlotte arguing why FBA versus Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> 
They would have did. That would have been dirty. <laughs> I can see that. You see, I can, I can see Tarina. See, I'm not mad at Wakanda because wow. you know how you know how they get what they're gonna come from the resources. But you really <laughs> left us behind, so I just let you know this whole Africa diaspora. We all together is some bullshit. That's yeah, a job. Yeah, I'm getting on these. Uh, I'm on these clubhouses with these Wakandians, and all they're talking about is they don't want reparations for black FBI. <laughs> Why are you so against the Wakandans? They would call them. What would they call them? They would call them Reekin. <laughs> Reekin. Anyway, I'm just talking. <sighs> oh, okay, there we go. Wakanda forever. Go see it for yourself. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some stuff we're forgetting, I'm sure. Uh, well, What's boy, next in the Marvel canon? I think it's Ant Man. Is it Ant Man? Yes. That looks like bullshit. <laughs> that really does? Yes, okay. it really does. You know, the way um, Ant Man's daughter, look what I did, duh, and fucked it all up. Nah, oh, man, that's bullshit. I'm really not hyped for nothing from Marvel. I mean, I'll see it, but I'm not. I ain't gonna rush out. I'm waiting for Disney Plus on that one. Yeah, yeah. I might be on the same boat. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, any any other thing you guys want to mention or talk about? Now's the time. Do you want to discuss any Grammy nominations? Those came oh, out. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, they were out this week. Well, a lot of, a lot of big announcements too. Goddamn, I was on, online all day with that. What was the uh, big news of that? Well, the yeah. main one, uh, Beyonce in the pop category. That ain't and, uh And it's funny again because she's up against Adele for record of the year. I don't see her. <laughs> I don't. I don't see this album. The only way I see Beyonce winning album of the year is just that they're finally going to make good for all the other ones. But I don't think this is the album that should be album of the year. I'm sorry, Beehive. I'm sorry. It's, it's not that great. But hey, uh, there have been worse make good uh, awards than this. I haven't. I don't think I've heard any of these albums that would be considered a. Aside from maybe Silk Sonic, which I don't, I think they withdrew. They're not anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So album of the year nomination is Voyage by ABBA, which I can see them giving that to them. You say ABBA? ABBA. Yeah, ABB. Oh, they're still that, together. That ABBA. Yeah. I, I said the same yeah. thing when we saw the nomination. Salute to them. Right, that's that's cool. <laughs> um, Adele's Thirty, Bad Bunny. You know what? No. I can see that. No. Um, Verano Cinti, whatever that means. Uh, Renaissance by Beyonce, Mary J. Blige is Good Morning Gorgeous, which I had no idea she had an album out this year. Brandy Carlisle in These Silent Days, Coldplay, Music of the Spheres, Kendrick Lamar's album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Lizzo, which for my money, I might have to go with Lizzo, and then Harry Styles, Harry's House. Interesting. I, I've I heard of some of these people, all. but I've never heard their stuff. That's interesting. Now, I do know one of the producers on Beyonce's album, but again, she's got like 50 producers on it, so it's not really a big deal. And I think about, I'm looking at the nominations now, and then you look at Prince. It would say Prince, 
sign of the times prints produced by Prince. You don't have a gang of thousands, and all these albums do. Well, I mean, come on, we had this discussion it's because they're using samples. Come on, man. No, you know, I, I understand you want to get your people paid and freeze their samples and all that. I get that. But damn. This is the nature. I mean, plain and simple. Folk well, you're did right. a number. This is the nature of the business right now. Yeah. yeah. And they did a number on the arts and schools. So you're not raising classically trained uh, musicians that can play pianos, play guitar, play the keys and create music. It is what there is. This is a whole different. This is a, you know better. You should know better than anyone. This is a whole new music industry where you know assembly line. Get the next one out. Yes, but hasn't it always been an assembly line? Motown was an assembly line. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm speaking more the so same as far as guys the making the songs. You just go but in. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, I, I was I was speaking more so as far as creating new music, as opposed to you know now because they they don't have that skill set they have to rely on sampling. Well, I slightly disagree, but I I, I get what you're saying. I mean, music is always going to be created differently, no matter what time it is. It's always going to be something different. Uh, whether it's sampling or computers or string instruments, I mean, it's about the creativity, not the tools. You know, it's about the sound of it, the feeling. You know, you listen to your ears first. You don't listen to be like, well, oh, he used this to make the song. Is the song any good? Sure. I think we I'm calling my shot now. Apple's going to win. And here's why. Remember maybe 10, 15 years ago when Herbie Hancock won album of the year? <laughs> yes. No one saw that coming. And it won. Well, I, I'm you not going to lie to you because when, when I saw Abbott, I was like, I think they may win because they're a, a, a legacy, a legacy a artist, legacy, yeah, a legacy group. They probably look, have they ever won anything before? Yeah, let me give it to Abba. You know, the same thing when Steely Dan won for their last album. You know, and I think Beyonce and Adele will split the vote a lot. Oh, yeah. Which which to me, and I, I agree with everything you said, which is why I look, I look at the Grammy Award with less sort of care because it's a it's a popularity political no, it voting process. Well, you just said, why would... You didn't give a reason of ABBA winning because of the merits of the music. Well, you didn't, the you merits, didn't give it in the merit of the music. I've heard the album yet. I don't know. I've right, heard the album yet. Let me, let me, you made a point to pull Herbie Hancock, right? And, and I'm, if I'm not, if I'm assuming you said that to say, yeah, no one would have saw that winning, but because he was worthy of that and he'd been around a long time, we're going to give him that because he That is not it. what I said. Well, that's what I said. I could be assuming. That's why. why what did you mean when you made that point? When Herbie won? Yeah, you brought that up. Like, what was? What, I brought that up your because I didn't see it coming. Okay, you know, I knew Herbie was still out there doing his thing, but he hadn't really been in the mainstream consciousness since you know the days of Rocket, and he came out with an album that was a tribute slash cover album to Joni Mitchell, and it blew up. 
and people gave it to him. You know, um, Steely Dan, they've always had the technical prowess that a lot of people chase. Um, again, a lot of times we can look back the last 50 years or so, a lot of them of the years they get it right, a lot of times they get it fucking wrong. And why do so, they get it wrong? Why do they get it wrong? Yeah. Well, because people have different tastes too. You know, that's why things like, let me think, like, what's her name? Oh, God. Uh, oh, geez. The, the small woman. What, Ariana Grande. She's mm-hmm. she's not going to win because she's perceived as being bubblegum and not serious. And the people who are actually taking the time to vote actually listen. Do and they're they? like, yeah, no. I would assume they do. Well, that's what I'm do. asking. So let me just be clear. You said that this person won because of what reason again? Who? Herbie? When we were originally talking, and I was, you, you made a point. You said something like, well, that's why this happened. And I was like, well, why did that happen? And you were, I think, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know who else was against Herbie that year, <clears throat> but using that premise on this year, I'm thinking a lot of the big rounds, they split the vote. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. And so when you're saying split, again, you're using a political term and I'm at, and I'm at, and I guess my assumption was it's splitting the vote because people think the music is better here or is there something else going on? And the other example no. I would give to no. that is the Kendrick Lamar, Macklemore. You're not insinuating that the most people voted for Macklemore because they thought his music was better. Is that what you're saying? I'm not. Again, Within, wait, what did Kendrick and Mac right. were, what were the ones they were going for? That was what the album, was the album, album of the year or, or the best, best rap album. Best rap best album. album. Yeah. And even okay. Al- Malcolm were recognized like, okay, wait yeah, a minute, wait a minute. There's going on here. If I it was the win. best rap album, then the people who voted on that are other people in that field. So you need to look at them. So you're, again, so people who, so you're thinking, people who voted for metal didn't vote for that. People who voted whoa, for whoa, jazz whoa. didn't vote whoa, for whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. Can that I ask was you a question? Population. I was, yeah. and I, I don't know this. Are you, so you're saying you can only vote for the genres that you're a part of? Yes. I didn't know that. I thought you could vote on everything. Except for the general awards? Yes, you can vote for the genres you're a part of. No, wait, 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 wait. Slow down. <laughs> if I'm a rapper and I'm a member of the Grammy voting thing, are you mm-hmm. saying that I can only vote in rap categories or I can vote in all categories? You can vote in rap categories and you can vote in general categories. So you mean like the album of the year, song of yes. the year, record of the year? Yes. And so I can't, I can't vote genre. on best jazz album <coughs> and nope. I can't vote on best producer? Producer general. Oh, okay. So uh, just to be clear, if I'm a rapper, I don't get a ballot <laughs> In the best soundtrack of the year, I don't soundtrack get a ballot, and I don't. Oh, okay. So I don't you get mean like metal, rock, country, rock, jazz, country. Reggae. Yes. I can't vote on yes. none of those. Nope. Okay. So with that logic, that truth, I guess you are answering my question to say, in terms of the Macklemore versus Kendrick Lamar, it was the rap industry members that are Grammy voters who voted for Macklemore. And they decided that his music was better than Kendrick Lamar's album. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I need to know who voted. <laughs> I need to know. Yeah, again, <laughs> ask around, man. Because well, I mean, I didn't, you, I'm asking you. You're a member of this, so this is a great opportunity. I, it is. Again, I was not. 
when that was that 10 happened, years I was ago, a, so it may you know, be totally before my time. <laughs> and the thing is, I haven't heard either of them anyway. I remember all the uh, outrage behind it. Right. But I haven't heard either one. I don't know. But I would like to ask someone myself. In fact, what I'm going to do is it's not that we're talking about it. Uh-oh. I'm going to ask a few of my clients point blank. Please do. Why did this win? And what do you think about it? Let's see what they say. But to backtrack a little bit to Herbie Hancock, he won Album of the Year in 2008. The other uh, nominees were These Days by Vince Gill, Echo, nope. Silence, Patience, and Grace by Foo Fighters, nope. Back to Black by Amy Winehouse, and mm. this is going to piss a lot of people off, Graduation by Kanye West. You deserve to win. Well, I think deserve to win. Well, having only listened to Back to Black and Graduation, I'd probably give it to Graduation. Yeah, I would I would go Kanye West, and I, I haven't heard the other one, so I don't know. <clears throat> so you but, can. If you got to make that move, you got to listen to all of them. And then, then you oh, have I, have no I, mean, I, I have no desire. I mean, it, I'm looking at these uh, Album of the Year award winners, and I'm just like, how sway? Eric Clapton Unplugged in 1993. Oh, that was and I know bullshit. there were better R&B and hip hop albums in it. Uh, MTV Unplugged, Tony Bennett bullshit. in 1995. Now, that was Jag- Michael, Michael Dean. There's your make good right there. Was <laughs> so it what? Yeah. There's your make good award right fucking there. Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette in 1996 over <sighs> Mariah Carey's Daydream and Michael Jackson's History, which he probably got in trouble because of the kike me. Uh, thing so he wasn't yeah, but get history that. wasn't his strongest work though. But Jagged Little Pill, I'm not saying that was either. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> 1997, Celine Dion, Falling Into You. Ugh. I don't, I never listened to that album, but I can't, I find it hard to believe it was better than the Fuji score and definitely not better than the Waiting to Excel soundtrack. That was, those are the other nominees. Uh, 1998, this is probably a make good as well. Time Out of Mind by Bob Dylan. Interesting. Uh, the other ones, I mean, it, it was The Day by Babyface, a Paul McCartney album, Radiohead, and Paula Cole, whoever that is. 1999, in my opinion, was the, uh, probably the last, well, maybe the second to last um, true winner, Lauren Hill, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I don't know anybody top it. Uh, Shania Twain, Sheryl Crow, Madonna, and Garbage were nominated. 2000, this was, I, I'm sorry, I really think this was some bullshit. Supernatural by Santana. It wasn't that great. It beat out uh, TLC's Fan Mail, which I think was better. Dixie Chicks, Blackstreet Boy, I'm sorry, Backstreet Boys, and Diana Krall. How the fuck did Old Brother Where Art Thou win Best Album? Uh, 2004 Outcast Speaker Box a little below I think that was definitely worthy alright I'm just looking up on here 17 controversial Grammy wins of all time this is this is Variety saying this first one Macklemore wins Best Rap over Kendrick Lamar that's 2013 uh, Christopher Cross <laughs> sweeps all categories in 1981. He did. Who the hell, who the hell is that? He had the Sailing song Sailing. Yeah, that's only what I know. Which I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Oh, 
Well, I'm looking at the other nominees. I'm like, I ain't that mad. Yeah. Author's theme. I remember that. Yeah. The movie author. Um, huh. Esmeralda Spalding wins Best New Artist. I guess that was Esmeralda <laughs> yes. Spalding's got a shitload. Wow. She took it over Justin Bieber. Uh, right. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Which, but I'm gonna which, say they that, got let's it. Let's ask the right. question. <laughs> if they both came out at the same time, whether you like Justin Bieber or not, I would, how would he not be the best? I don't know. I guess if they're going Agreed. by sheer talent, then I would give it to her, I suppose. But have you heard she, her stuff? Just a, when that time happened, I heard a little bit of it, like, dude. She's it's not, it sounds like she's exquisitely dope, you know, she really is. That's why she's got a closet full of Grammys, man. She's great. Mm. Right. It's almost like the people's choice versus, again, this is one where I would say the industry professionals would probably pick her because most of us didn't know who she was, which I had no problem with. It's a closed organization. Uh, Shelby Lane wins Best New Artist in 2001. I don't even know who that is. <clears throat> I've heard of her. You know, the thing is, other than Esperanza, a lot of new artists just watch out. You know, I'm thinking of uh, Men at Work. I'm thinking of um, Afternoon Delight, that song. You know, they just, Millie, Vanilli. It just doesn't work out when you get best new artists. Hmm. A lot of times. Kanye West loses to Maroon 5 as best new artist and Ray Ooh. Charles for album of the year in 2005. This was the college dropout. Was that Genius Home Company, Ray that, Charles? Yes. That college... In my opinion, College Dropout is one of the most overrated albums ever. I got some dope hits on there, though. <clears throat> Jesus Walks. All I, Falls I, Down. Late, late regi- my opinion, Late Registration and Graduation were far better. Okay. But, but for a debut album, down. I think it's a fire debut album. Like, <sighs> it's a stamp. And Maroon 5, I mean, on Cold, you want to say Kanye, but... Maroon 5 has, has been a beast. I couldn't name one of their songs. I couldn't either. Uh, another controversial one. I don't know. A Taste of Honey wins Best New Artist in 1979. Over who? What's, that so- what's the song they uh, do? They Boogie, Oogie, Oogie. Boogie, Oogie, Oogie, Oogie and Sukiyaki. Sukiyaki. Who, yeah. Yeah. Who, who did they beat? Uh, let's see. Let's say. However, the 21st. They beat Rick Okasek. Rick didn't do shit as a solo. And then, right uh, let alone soon to be music legend Elvis Costello, along with Toto and Chris Reed. Eh? I'm uh, sure for them that was controversial. <laughs> they was like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> I get it. Uh, I'm thinking about, I mean, maybe Toto, but eh. Another one here it says Christian. Damn. Christina Aguilera, excuse me, defeats Britney Spears for Best New Artist in 2000. Interesting. She's a better singer, but I get it. Britney was huge. And then Herbie Hancock wins Album of the Year 2008. Interesting. 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 Well, yeah. Oh, well, of course, the great Millie Vanilli scandal. Well, 1990. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, we know, yes, but at that time, I mean, come on, those, they had bangers. They just didn't say I wouldn't shit. call them bangers. 
Well, popular. It was, well, it was, yeah, no, it was very they were popular. Bad. Yeah. Girl, you know it's true. Come on, man. Man, they ran. Yeah. I, I gave them. I give them props, boy. They ran game with that. Like just their whole <laughs> image and everything, and the fact that they wasn't seen. That was a cold. <laughs> they had to give the shit back. <laughs> I'd have been like, I ain't giving a goddamn. You like the song? <laughs> I'd have been on my Nino Brown. If I'm going down, the whole industry's going down. Because I ain't the oh, only one. That was a Diane Warren cut to blame it on the rain. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm. My only thing is, we found out that they didn't sing none of that shit. But. <laughs> it's kind of hard to argue against Millie Vanilli if you in the vacuum. Well, shit, did the monkeys or some of these other groups did they ever sing this shit, dude? Monkeys sang, they didn't play. I mean, fuck. Uh, I on one hand, I get it, but I, I think it was blown out of proportion. Like, it ain't that serious. Is the song banging? I mean, do you like the song? You love that song. You're just mad because you, you feel like they got over on you. But it's, <laughs> it don't make the song not good. You're just mad. You know what I'm saying? If you think about it, okay, so they wasn't them actually singing it. So what? Still don't mean the song isn't any... Is, the song is still the song. Whoever's singing it, did they bring the people who was singing it to the spotlight? No. So they didn't give a fuck about the song. and They were just mad some two black dudes got over. And they got got over to the fact that they got your top award, and they pulled a fast one on there. That's why they was mad. They didn't care about them songs. I gotta add another one. Nineteen seventy four, best new artist, Bette Midler won over Barry White. Now we know why she won, but come on, Barry, that's not Barry White. But Barry White, as a singer and a composer and songwriter, come on. And isn't there something going on with Nicki Minaj and the Grammys or something? I, heard about I don't her. think she's won anything yet and she's hella mad. And then apparently they moved oh, well. for her uh, her they submissions. Moved they moved her to pop and she's like, why am I not in rap? Right, right, right. What is that about? And then I guess she was snubbed, actually. It said snubbed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah completely. So I'm like, hmm, ain't much I can do about that. Wow, so Prince didn't get a nomination for Best New Artist in 78 or 79? Oh, of course not. He probably didn't lobby for it either, They didn't know nothing about him, no Prince. Well, That's okay, like saying, did Elder Barge get a goddamn Grammy when he came? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said yeah. nomination. I, no, well, I mean, they, they didn't nominate L. I don't know. Who? O'Brien? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I mean, you know, hey, listen. Uh, wow. The Grammys are still going on. Um, you know. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm looking yeah. at 1992. These are the losers. Seal, Color Me Bad, CNC Music Factory, and Boys to Men. <laughs> the winner was <laughs> Mark Cohn. Well, I'm like, who? who? I don't even know. What song did he have? <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, Walking in, he's best known for the song Walking in Memphis. I don't remember that. Yeah. That's not his, though. That's, um, isn't that a Patsy Klein song? 
Well, nah, I'm, I'm looking at it. it. Says songwriter Mark Cone, producer Mark Cone. Right. I have no idea who this is, and he beat out those that list. Hmm. Shit. Interesting. Oh uh, man, just trying to find another headline. Jump into. Uh, hmm. Well. Unless you want to talk about B. Simone, who I have no idea who that is, so no. <laughs> she don't take showers, yeah. apparently. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter and on AfroNerd. <laughs> Shout out to Afro. He's going to be like, why I got to be mentioned with women not taking showers? Good Lord. She posted it. Shit. That's all right. Well, uh, here's something we I think we can discuss. Um, the midterm elections, and hopefully they can get off a of black man. You'd like to think at our turnout and our overwhelming support of the non-Republican party, they would find a way to stop shitting on us, but they still found a way to say we didn't support Stacey Abrams enough. And they're just, and I find it very odd that the headline of the Latino community and the Asian community voting almost 50% for the GOP was only in the news cycle for a day or two. And they went back to black men and the black community. Not surprising. Yeah. I shouldn't be surprised, but always disappointed. Yeah. They're going to let you know. They're going to let you know. I'm sure if Q was here, he would have a lot to say about that. But I you know. don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I did see that they uh, they about to have uh, some guaranteed checks for the trans community in San Francisco. Yes, San about? Francisco. Yeah, they about to get their money. Twelve hundred dollars. I mean, hey. <sighs> They're on cold, they're <laughs> active, and they're, I mean, it's $1,200 a month. That's $1,200 more than some of them had before. I can't be mad at it. I'm I'm just going to keep supporting to get the fight for reparations for black people. How, how are they, like, how are, I'm just curious, what's the what criteria for? What's the story here? Yeah. Well, let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> yeah, apparently it's some sort of guaranteed income. For trans people, I just I don't know how they um, figure out how you how you're trans. Like, what do you have to do to prove her best situation? Because I'm like shit, <laughs> shit. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dick. <laughs> um, let me see. All right, yeah, here we go, right here. San Francisco Mayor London Breed announced the launch of a new guaranteed income program for the city's trans community. Guaranteed Income for Trans People Program, or GIFT, G-I-F-T, will provide low-income transgender San Franciscans with $1,200 each month for up to 18 months to help address financial insecurity within trans communities Breed revealed Wednesday the pilot program is the first income initiative to focus solely on trans people and will provide regular unconditional cash transfers to individuals or home 
or households who qualify, according to the mayor's office. This differs from other social net or safety net practices by providing a steady, predictable stream of cash to to recipients to spend as they see fit without limitations. Very interesting. The city will accept applications through December 15th. Man, how can I be that? How they check, <laughs> how they check, like, you know. That's interesting. But hey, man, I salute gift, the gift program. I wonder how long they've been pushing for this. Cause man, they didn't, there's I, you know, normally they'll do a lot of surveying and programs that we got to look at the numbers. And do. They, they came with the bag right off the gate, man. I love it. Oh, it says in 2020, the city launched the abundant birth project, which offers basic in- income for black and Pacific Islander mothers and pregnant people during and after pregnancy. The Abundant Birth Project is a simple approach to achieving better maternal health and birthing outcomes by providing pregnant Black and Pacific Islander women a monthly income supplement for the duration of their pregnancy. You get up to $1,000 a month. Man. So they already got a lot of these programs out there specific to particular groups. Man. All right. It sounds like you mad you're not getting a handout. Hey, man, I just want to know the stipulations because I might re- I might qualify. You dig? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might qualify. We say you might qualify for a small business loan. You might qualify for a student loan. You, you might qualify for the trans gift program. You, you, maybe you don't have to. You never know. Like, May not be about you changing how you look and all that. You might be like, hey, I'm symp- yeah, I'm sympathetic. Is. I'm sympathetic to the trans people's position. Uh, so that kind of, you know, maybe I'm a part of that. Bro, <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm just saying, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the uh, criteria? You know, what I'm saying that's all I'm asking. All right. Now, going back to Georgia politics, <laughs> you know, no one has mentioned uh, the runoff between Mr. Warnock and Mr. Walker. Where is that? Uh, I, I, I haven't been paying attention. Have they already voted for this, right? Like, who won? Well, no, the, the midterms uh, happened. They have to like, do the runoff now, yeah. Yeah, neither one of them. Uh, Warnock got more votes than Walker, but he didn't get a majority of votes. So by law, there has to be the two highest vote getters have to do a runoff. You have to get so they, they get on a track and run against each other. What are you talking about? Herschel Walker wish that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> I know Herschel. Oh, nigga, run off. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I'm still in great shape. Ain't, ain't no way, ain't no way, Ronak can do that. <laughs> he can't beat me in a race now. <laughs> they say we got to do a runoff. Now they didn't change what a runoff is. They got to vote. Why you got to vote when we can both run? I know I can run. All right, I'm running. You see the Flash? You know what the Flash character? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that wild. now. I, I'm just, I'm, I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm just like, <sighs> 1.9 million people said, yeah, I'm going to vote for him. Because even though he's even though he's completely fucking stupid, the other Republicans is gonna make sure he's gonna vote with for what they need. 
that uh that that uncode. That uncode. They there was no nuancing. You notice that. Uh he he beat women. Well, I'm still gonna vote for him. He he says he's pro-life, but he paid for abortions. Yeah, but still gonna vote for him. His own son denounced him and said that he was abusive and they had to run for him. Nah, he's stupid as fuck. Nah, nah, that's not He enough. brought the Heisman trophy to Georgia. That's why he's getting votes. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it's uh, very interesting if, if he wins. That's very interesting. I could say. <laughs> he, uh, to me, they pushing him like they did my man with the comic books a couple months ago. <laughs> the Ripper. D- <laughs> Help me so, out. The, uh, the guy, the, the black dude that had the comic book, Kickstarter book, he raised like $3 million or something. Oh, no way. Um, hey, you missed that one. Okay. I missed that. Anyway, well, yeah. salute to that cat. All right, anything else, man, before we get up out of here? We're going to be gone. Oh, real quick. Uh, I don't think we haven't even talked about any of this. Quick takes. Uh, your boy Kyrie Irving. No, <laughs> <laughs> I say quick takes. Yeah. I think he was stupid. I think he was stupid. And I don't see what was his benefit behind that. And I, the thing that I got is like, I have no problem. If you want to put that up there and you say you're not going to apologize, then don't. But then when your money get affected, all of a sudden you lose your conviction. I'm like, so what is it, homie? I, and I get it. I, I, it's, it's easy for me to be like, nah, man, you said that shit. You ain't going to apologize. Fuck your money when it ain't my money. <laughs> but I, I'm just like, if money can change your opinion or how you act, then why the fuck didn't money save you from posting that shit in the first place? Mm-hmm. That is the problem with social media, you know, a lot of people who are in the public eye think, well, I'm going to be up front and open with my people. Hey, go ahead, man. See how that works out. Bit him right in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting thing to just watch. I mean, from it literally being somebody posted a link about a movie <laughs> and just goes to show you the power of the code, power of, you know, you can say the wrong thing and not think that it's a big thing, but shows how much, how much people put on this internet and your position, you know, people noticing what you're doing. You really got to be on point. Like you said, they no nuance. They don't play around. It's a, and it was a link to a movie <laughs> that he didn't make. <laughs> you know, they didn't hold the filmmakers accountable, nor did they hold, you know, the place that is for sale. <laughs> but they held oh, you him even, accountable. <laughs> you know wild. what's so interesting is that people would bring that up. I even showed, I dropped the clip in the Discord. Richard Jefferson mentioned, it's like, why do we have all this smoke for Kyrie, but we ain't got nothing for Amazon or Jeff Bezos, who's selling it and distributing it and making it available for people to see? Why are we calling him anti-Semitic for sharing a link that this company is profiting off of. In theory, you should, you can say they're being anti-Semitic. And that mm-hmm. just keep that went that came and went in a new cycle. You can't you can't even mention that. Yeah. And I 
I think uh, I think it's still available to purchase. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it's it's interesting, man. You see how where we're at, and you can't play around. You know, you especially when you're in those positions. You're you're a high profile you're a high profile black man. You don't you you don't need to be playing around. Like everything you move, you need to scrutinize what you're doing because you could lose it all. And you yeah. could be right. If you want to ha- argue me, I'm not arguing about being right or I'm just telling you, like, you can lose it all. You can still be right and you still be in a good moral standing, but walk around. <laughs> uh, I just did a quick Google search. It is still on Amazon for rent or purchase. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, that's that was a wild thing. Um yeah, and it's just coming off the heels of the whole Kanye thing. <laughs> you would you would think like cats would be like, you know, I'm gonna pump my brakes. Like, I'm cool. I ain't want I was like, you need to just go back to the old Michael Jackson print style and just don't say nothing, man. Like Stay off. Actually, that's why I, I appreciate like a Beyonce, even Bruno Mars, some of these big, they don't do shit. You don't see, they don't, aside from their music, you don't, they don't give no opinions on shit. They don't be commenting on, they don't like no posts. They stay off the radar and just, you know what I mean? They just give you their work. That's it. You know, you don't hear them you don't hear them about nothing unless it's somebody else talking about them, but you ain't really hearing, oh, Beyonce and some da da No, just somebody mad because Beyonce came out with something. Beyonce ain't even mentioned that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 and offer no comment. You know, Bruno Mars, the only thing you heard about Bruno was years ago, he got caught up in that cocaine thing real quick. But after that, nigga, he is off. The, he, you don't hear him in no sh- you don't see him no pictures up in the club, acting a fool, and mm-mm. he's just, he's performing here, he's performing there, he's dropping music. That's it. Okay, refresh my memory. What hap- what cocaine thing? Yeah, yeah look it up. Years ago, he got arrested. He had possession of cocaine or something like that. That's why I was like, oh, he letting his probably real. S- s- he slipped. He must have been really slipping. Oh, you this know. is 2010. This is before. Yeah, I was going to say, he re got, they was about to catch him. And then you ain't never heard no problems from him ever since. Like, he's like, yeah, nah, get bag, bag's more oh, important. Cleared of felony cocaine possession. Yeah, see, he was on, he was doing some other shit. Yeah, that's a, see, <laughs> You wouldn't even know that now, like, he, the way his image and stuff, he don't fuck around. This is this is the difference between the trap uh, rappers and hilarious. Yes, yes. <laughs> you he trying to drop some game. Like, I'm gonna tell y'all about the game of the trap. Daddy, daddy, Sean Paul be from the streets now. Damn it! Way to oh, go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you can definitely see the difference between the trap rap stars and these pop because she, you ain't heard nothing. He got his wake up call and was like, "I'm straight and narrow." Yeah, or at least I'm 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 gonna make sure yeah, I I'm not gonna stay catch me there out of these streets. Yeah, y'all not gonna catch me doing lines. I mean, I'm not back here doing some shit. But he's you know I'm saying he's taking back like old school style, like you never would have known, like like the barge and all that. You wouldn't know they was on. He was on. They on some wild stuff. And Bruno said, "I'm good." 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's why when I look at, you know, I look at Nicki Minaj, I look at Cardi B, and I'm just seeing they like stay in the bush. Yeah, I'm just thinking to myself, like, you have so much money that the person you the person you responding to will never more than likely will never make what you make in that year, let alone your lifetime. Why are you mm. giving them that energy? Mm. Why? Now I get Tasha K, she fucking up your bag, and you we, we assume that she had a bag for you to get from to teach her a lesson. But I just I really just don't get how they get triggered and get into these these tweets and whatnot when you're on that level. Cause I mean can you imagine if Jay-Z was up in these up on Lipstick Alley or on Twitter every time somebody stop laughing. Every time somebody said he looked like a camel. Like Hilarious. Hell no. Nah. Well, he like, got a baby by such and such, a secret baby. Yeah, he stays there. You know, he like Psh, I ain't about to dress that shit. I gotta get this billion again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you it's know, unfortunate. And just because I mentioned Cardi and Nikki, the male rappers are no better. They are not. You can look at your Kanye's. You can look at um, who's the one? Um, Twenty One Savage, which you had got you a fucking idiot saying Nas ain't relevant in twenty twenty two. But just because it's said, don't mean you need to respond. Especially there's people who ain't putting money in your pockets like that. I forgot about that. Yeah, Twenty One Savage. Nas no, not as relevant. Ah. You just got a little fan put it base. Perfectly. Just because they say something stupid, I mean, you got to bounce back at them. Mm-hmm. When you got millions. You would think, right? Yeah. It defies logic. Really. Which is, a, you know, it's a sad place where I think hip hop is at, man, with all these deaths. You would think these people who seem to be better off would not be in these circumstances where their lives would be taken, or they're being arrested for crazy crimes. You would think that they wouldn't be around that element, but they are, unfortunately. Uh, it just doesn't make, it defies all logic. And that's why the, you know, the rapper used to be the superhero. The rapper was, you know, oh, that's such and such? Oh yeah, don't nobody mess with that. You know what I mean? Like, you, that was celebrated. You was the, you're not gonna get touched out here. Now you are the absolute victim, like, the rapper is the mark, which is yeah. interesting that it's changed to that degree, but it just speaks to, I think, the culture and society is so out of whack, man. Like, the artists are now the marks, and which is why Part of that, I believe, is social media, because even back then, you'd have to go to the club and really find out if Run DMC is an asshole or Kumo D is a, is a bitch or something like that. You'd have to actually be up in it. Nowadays, they're showing you via a tweet, a Facebook or an Instagram or going live or sharing a video or a picture. So it foments hatred for you that sadly, when you are going to those streets, there isn't, there isn't that reverence to not fuck with you, but instead to fuck with you. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. It's just sad. That's how I see you. Know, the more you say that and I think about it, that's almost the downfall of this whole thing, man. We've turned it to where, yeah, we don't herald the the artists. So, yeah, you want to beat the shit. They, they want to take them out. It's a badge of honor or something. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's interesting because it's, 
on one hand, it is the ideals and the morals of the gangster rap music from the 90s and 2000s. Now it has been flipped on itself where the exact same caricature of the super thug you presented and we all loved, now that super thug is got his sights on you. Like <laughs> before it was the buster or something, but now it's the other way. Now it has seeped to the point where, yeah, we've internalized the super thug that he's unleashed on the same people that were bigging him up. Now, now they're afraid of him. It's almost like he, uh, Charleston White, I saw him say something. It's like, how are they mad of the killers of their rappers? Aren't those the guys they've been rapping about and heralded for the last 20 years? Like we are, the songs, you can go read the lyrics and I busted up, blasted on that nigga, took it, you know, now that guy is reality. He, he's everything we've been rapping about. And it's, it's, I guess the chickens are, sadly, it seems like the chickens are coming home to roost and we didn't realize the hero of the, all those old songs is now the Bentley. Now he's turned his sights on. Yeah, it's just it's sad. It's sad as fuck. Okay, please fresh my memory. Who is Charleston White? I, I'm not. I've seen the videos and everything, <laughs> but who is he? Like, how did he get? How did he get this fame? He is a. I guess I could just call him an online personality. He's an older cat. When I say that, I think he might be in his upper forties. He could be a little older than that. He says he uh, is an is, activist. He a, oh, okay. He's an activist. He's a. I've listened to him. He was in prison for murder. He he murdered somebody when he was a kid. I guess he turned his life around, and now he's just an outspoken. <laughs> he talks shit. But the thing about him for me is, I find myself agreeing when you get past him talking stupid. When he talks serious, I agree with almost everything he said. And I, I see I like, him, last thing I was like, I see him, the way he gives interviews is the way M Tupac would give interviews. Like I was such a fan of Pac because of his interviews and I would read him in magazines and it was very blunt. And he was saying the shit that we all sort of wanted to hear. That's how I feel about Charleston White. He is, in my opinion, about just as impactful as these rappers are, but he's not rapping. He's just talking and he is not, and he doesn't and say he doesn't do anything. He's just a normal black dude. He's older and he's talking down on the thug thing, but he's from that world. And he, and he treats them as if they were the worst thing to ever happen to black people. On one hand, I can't be mad at that, <laughs> but I see why he is so they want to they want to beat him up in the street like they I see why they do that because he is everything that they said but he just has you on the scope and he's using your he's using your logic against you yeah cuz it's so interesting i'm like is she like freeway ricky ross or the no. bmf guys i'm like who who what is his background other than i guess he was just a <laughs> an ex felon yeah yeah ex felon community activist and he can talk. He know how to talk shit. And he's obviously studied psychological games because that's what he's doing. 
Because otherwise, he's like, well, why are y'all even concerned about me? I, ain't, I don't do shit but talk. But it must be the shit I'm saying. <laughs> right. must be like slapping the fuck out of you. Because you know it's right, but it goes against everything we've allowed this culture to be. So if he's saying, I don't respect the thug, I don't respect the criminals, I don't respect the drug dealers, they should die. The people who've been spending their whole career bigging that up, that's a threat to them. And it caused them to question, damn, am I really for black people or am I for some thug shit? And I don't think they've ever been called to the paint like that, particularly by some guy that's not of, he's not a celebrity. You know, why should we listen to him? He seems to just represent regular people that they never had to pay attention to before because it wasn't on social media. What happens when the regular people become more popular than the celebrities? I think that's mm. what we're dealing with on a lot of this. I think that's, I think that's a part of the whole Twitter blue check thing too. What happens when the people who aren't quote the elite, who aren't celebrity, what happens if their thoughts and ideas are deemed just as important as mine? Then I'm nobody. And that's what I think the TIs and all those guys take offense to the Charleston White because they've been told that they're special because they sold albums or they was in the streets. But what happens when a normal guy who ain't doing none of that gets more respect than they do. And he makes fucking sense. Throws yeah. their whole game off. Whoa, shit. Ban that dude. They want to ban him because they know if they fight him, he wins because he's proved you prove their point. And on a one-on-one -on -one talk, everything he's saying is spitting straight fire. So you can't debate him on that. Right. So he's kind of, put them in, they can't really win. So they try to, sh so we'll block access to them, right? All right. Mm. But anyway, yeah. I low-key follow all that bullshit. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. Well, what do you think about this Twitter? Hey, we're just kind of going, what do you think about this whole Twitter thing, man? Elon Musk. <laughs> if somebody works <laughs> in social media, he is making my life uh, a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell my agency, hey, don't don't have any plans for Twitter because I don't know what we going to do. <laughs> but it's to me, it's just to me. I look at it as ego, ego like a motherfucker. He wanted to buy Twitter to I guess he wanted to uh, to show everybody he had all this money and how he could do this that, and the other. But then when they called his bluff and was like, OK, well, buy it. <laughs> You know, he put himself in a situation where either he had to buy it or pay them some go away money and he chose to buy it. And he's learning that the way you run Tw Tesla is not going to work at Twitter. The shit that you want to do there with these people and all these lofty ideas is not going to work. Quiet, quiet as clap. Twitter has never made money. It has not been profitable. They still trying to figure out how to get, get profitability. And his idea is just not going to work. You see with the bullshit, with the blue check mark and all the problems, all the headaches that that's caused. Eli, I forgot it's called Eli Lulu. I can't think of the name of that company that sells the insulin. They lost a billion dollars behind his bullshit <laughs> because someone impersonated their company with a blue check mark, said they were going to lower the price or give away insulin. And the Wall Street, before they found out that this was um, uh, um, false. 
they sold their uh, stock and lost um, a billion dollars worth of equity in their company. Now that now is is that their bad business or is that his? Both. But how does he Both. lose though? But how did he lose from it? Because as of right now, the majority of advertisers are not advertising on Twitter because they he, he relaxed their uh, moderation. Mm-hmm. And what essentially what I'm being told is advertisers don't want their ads appearing next to a tweet of somebody getting buck broken or somebody saying, I hate all Negroes or Jews. And because sure. of, when he came in here talking about he's going to change the moderation and it's going to be free speech and not giving any um, uh, explanation or strategy as to how they're going to do that, advertisers like, OK, we're not advertising because that's that's what we're not going to do. Nobody's not going to screenshot our ad next to something totally offensive. Sure. So if they're not advertising, that's not revenue coming into Twitter, which he needs. One, he took out a loan. He, and uh, investors that he has to pay back in order to buy Twitter. And if he's not generating revenue, he can't pay that back. They're estimating it's like a billion dollars of interest per year. So he looks like he can think and he is worth billions of dollars so that, that he has that for him. But what he wants to do is not going to end up being profitable. And he's definitely going to end up selling this at probably half the cost of what he paid for it or allegedly is paying for it. Okay. That 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 yeah. I mean, if if that happens, I get. I guess that is that a bad thing for him, or is it just a drop in the bucket? Like he's balling out of control. No, no, no. He didn't. He does. He's worth what one hundred and thirteen billion dollars, but he didn't have forty four billion dollars to buy Twitter. Right. He had to go leverage his stock in Tesla in order to get the money to uh, buy Twitter. Okay. So if he ends up having to sell it, which a lot of people think is going to happen because mm. after a month, Twitter is a shit show and it's losing revenue. Right. He has to pay back the $44 billion loan. And if he sells Twitter for less than $44 billion, that's mm. a loss right there. So right. paying the $44 billion back plus the loss of what he paid for would, it. Would that be the equivalent of like, I guess, if somebody got a home loan or something and they didn't keep up the house and- Somehow right. they lost their home. We, we wouldn't be concerned about that either, I guess, right? We, nah, we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we all going to be laughing at uh, sure. um, Elon Musk. Now, the problem is, is well, you, you can't, can't, you can't laugh at a billion. Too far. You, again, we talked about this earlier. You might be laughing out of ignorance, but they balling out of control. They're dropping right. the bucket. Like, you know, right. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, the, but here's the thing. His Tesla stock is declining as well because people are seeing, okay, maybe he isn't this genius that he's been led to believe. Because the majority of the reason why Tesla stock was going up is Mm -hmm. because he was this it person. Plus, he owned um, SpaceX. SpaceX isn't a publicly traded company. People want a part of that. The Mm -hmm. only way that you, the only way that they're saying that you can get a part of SpaceX is by buying Tesla. Now, he's taking a hit with this. So Tesla stock is going down. So his personal wealth is decreasing and people wanted to fuck with him. Sure. But it happens. That happens to American citizens all the time, right? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But you you said, how does this hurt harm him? It's it's harming him now. Right. I agree. And I was just, my point is to say, we all do things that harm our finances. Yeah. We don't have a whole bunch of people that are so concerned about our finances. 
but we're concerned about arguably one of the richest guys in the world. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. I don't know if we're concerned about it, but we're definitely well, we're obviously giving him attention. Yeah, we're definitely paying attention to him. But he's right. one of the richest guys in the world. That is a fact, right? Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. obviously he ain't whatever we think we can even try to even wrap our minds to what it would be like to be one of the richest guys in the world. Somehow we think that we know that business finances that we would be able to understand the hot hurts and the losses. Like again, I'm just saying we 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 have to be able to also see like we don't really know what the fuck we're talking about. Because we're not sure. we're not the richest people of the world. We're not even the richest people on our block. <laughs> I don't know about your block, but on my block. Okay, sure. We'll give you that. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Well, I mean, to me, I'm not a big Twitter user. Now I have been a longtime member. Uh but it's it's well I'll say this it's interesting that that website or that app I think it was a website at first yeah when I started it was just a website it still is a website no I'm saying it was just a website I don't think there was apps like that when I when I first got on oh, you mean like a mobile app okay yeah it was just a website it's interesting that that has gained so much attention to I guess the world. You know what I mean? Because like when it came out to me, it was just another thing. Like when there was WordPress, right? Then Twitter, there was uh, MySpace, AOL, all of these little things. There's always something. Uh, but it's interesting how that one has sort of grown to this. And I mean, it's essentially just a site where you post text, right? Or now you can do pictures. Mm -hmm. I know that when I get, it turns the pictures on. Mike, but it's interesting that that has microblog. become the thing. Say it again. The official term is microblog. Microblog, yeah, microblog, mini blog. But we're still talking about a blog in 2022, and it's and it's this big a deal that it, it says a lot, in my opinion. It it says more to me about us as a society that this is what is that important. Like well, we're still so fascinated by something that is so simple as this because that's a simple thing right it's just text well, um but we put in all this other stuff into it like we we are you know it matters how many likes you get right which is a pure ego thing it matters how many likes you get because it is something that's supposed to validate oh my opinion means this much because this many people are following me. It doesn't deal with who's following or if those are real people. Do those people have discernment or do, you know what I mean? It just, it's just a number. And I feel like those are the more important aspects of that site than what the site actually does. I would be interested to see if, uh, what's his name? Elon was just to say, you know what? I'm going to turn off where you can even see how many followers and likes you got. The site would not be worth anything to people because I think to me, most people, that's what it's worth. It's not worth what, it, what you're saying. It is only the real value is to show that I am of importance. And I would be interesting. It would be an interesting test. And on part of my mind thinks he just bought this to fuck with people and to see mm -hmm. what, 
people would do on certain circumstances. And he's just taking data of all this shit. But if he was to say, you know what, turn off the visibility of the likes and follows and all hell would break loose. Because that's what a lot of people are on there for. And that's why I say it's more interesting to me, this overall app or whatever of why it is important and why we put so much importance on it. Because it, again, it really ain't doing nothing, but it's just some text on the screen. But that's not really what the, the app is about, in my opinion. Go ahead. No, it's not. But to, to play devil's hole, <laughs> you can see that there has been a number of movements that have been grown, that have been, uh, the genesis was through Twitter. You can look at Black Lives Matter. There was the, the, Arab, was it the Arab Spring that happened in Egypt and in the Middle East that used um, Twitter to spread their message. And for better or for worse, the first place, if I, hear, if I see something on Facebook, the first thing I do is I go to Twitter to get it verified. <laughs> Excuse me. In order to see if there's a news link that's that has the official story on it, you know that, and that's not a bad thing. Just as easy as you can Google um, Michael Jackson died, you can easily go to Twitter and see if they're talking about it, and then if there's a reputable news source talk um, that's tweeted about it that you can then see the article. That's just the nature of how I disseminate. I mean, how I consume a news story, and that does for millions of people, billions of people, probably. Yeah, so, but I think you can also argue the majority of the uses is not to be verifying news sources to verify what your your information you want to get. That's not what that site. Is. It's not what it's predominantly used for. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's complete dick and attention. Yes, yes, because you could say that about any app, right? Like. I go on YouTube to look up and I want to see if it's from CNN or, and you can say that on any app because, yeah. because then the, the logical question I ask you then, well then if you put so much discernment on that being verifiable, as you said, how are they verifying it? And who was the verifier? Oh, I can't see, tell you. you know, right that's what I'm saying. And you don't know those questions. So they can't be that important because if you don't know, what stipulates what, why you have value to it, then you, how would you have value to it? That doesn't make any sense, does it? Right. You don't know the ramifications. Like, okay, well, then who verified that? And, and what's the criteria? They don't answer that question, right? Because it, it ain't about that. <laughs> so, so, so the experiment would say, if he said, well, then anybody can be verified, why are they... They're losing their mind, right? Because one, they don't know how the ver true verification is happens and what the criteria is, and they don't know who the people doing the verifying are because they really never cared to ask that anyway. It ain't about that. It's about to show. It's about showing a status. And if you have the status of being verified, well, then yes, you must listen to what I say. You see where it sort of plays into. It's about you have to listen to me because I'm important. But if you strip that away from it, you see all hell breaks loose, right? Because it wasn't built on the information. It was only built on people's egos. And I think that's why all this booha is going on. Yeah. Because then again, well, why should I listen to you? <laughs> well, because he said so. I'm verifying. Huh? <laughs> that's something you see. I was going to say something. I'm not going to say it. So I'm going to keep it moving. That's just my take on it. I could be wrong. And no, I would oh, not be honestly. paying for a blue check mark. 
Yeah, he's, <coughs> he's a cold. That was a cold move. I, I was like, man, the hustler in me. I was like, man, I ain't mad. <laughs> he's like, fuck y'all. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all feel you value that so much? Okay, pay for it then. Yeah, he's he's calling. He's kind of pulling whole cards. I can see how if you were a fan of the site and you got money tied into it, how you would look at him and say he's absolutely ridiculous. I get that too. But as an outsider, I'm just like, man, he's pulling a whole card. The whole thing about him sending that email to the employees <laughs> talking about who's ready to get a hard Man, that's some cold move. I, I, would, I would assume he sent that knowing people would quit. Like that would be the only reason to put, put a demand like that because you know they're not going to go for that. I'm even surprised. That's the way I'm gonna lay them fuckers off. I'm gonna make them choose the layoff. See, depending on like, <laughs> if I was making thirty, forty thousand, maybe I quit. But if I'm making two hundred fifty, three hundred, I'm like, nah, you gonna fire me? I about to miss out on this unemployment and severance package. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's for either side. It could be winning, win or loss. Um, I saw this video last night. It was a Twitter employer dude. I don't know why he said this on camera. He's like a uh, Indian cat. He's an engineer. So he said he only works four hours a quarter. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. what? <laughs> and he's like, hey, we get, I'm getting paid. You know, it's, we, you know, we do what we got to do to run the business. But yeah, I work four hours a quarter. I work when we want to. And we don't want to mess this up. You know what I'm saying? When Elon come in. I was like, is that what they get down? They was getting, I see why they mad. If, if some of them was getting down like that, because, yeah, they was, they was cashed out. Like, you know, doing their own, they at home or whatever, getting full time. Hell yeah. I'd be like, hell yeah, F Elon too. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> this is how we eat. We eating over here. I think Elon's kind of from that old school work ethic. If you don't work, you don't eat. What you talking about? And I don't need to be like, I ain't paying for this shit. <laughs> what do you say? Canceled the the free dinners or something like that? They was, did you see that? Yep. They was spending yep. like, what they say? $800 or $400 a day per meal or something crazy? And motherfuckers wasn't coming to work anyway, so they're just repairing, making all this food when nobody, he was like, man, stop playing. Listen, hey, the, here's the thing. I know how they like to put certain things in front of in the media to make that the. To, but let's be clear, Amazon laid off a group of people. I don't know if you heard about that, but they hit the Seattle area hard this week. This the same week Jeff Jeff Bezos over the weekend said he was giving away his money. I don't know if you saw that report. And then the next day, Amazon letting go ten thousand or something crazy. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, let go a whole bunch of people. Uh, and then uh, Facebook, Meta, they let go a whole bunch of people last week. A lot of these places is letting people go. It's not just Twitter. There's something else going on. And people's doing hiring freezes. Uh, some chicken. I think there's some tightening of the belt and they looking at the economy as what's about to come down. And these companies is cutting off the fat, man. Disney announced they're doing some cutbacks too, right? You see, I don't know you saw that. 
Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. So it ain't just Elon. But see, that's different, though. Here you go. <laughs> that's how they want you to think it's different. <laughs> when all of them's cutting back, but yeah, that's different. <laughs> they all cutting cutting costs, nigga. And these are the richest cats in the in the world cutting back, right? They watching the dollar bill. They not just ah, oh, let's let them work. Nope. Can we do this without him? Yeah. It was nice knowing. Yep, that's exactly businesses, and they gonna keep the business. Is Twitter? Oh, Twitter is about to collapse. Did you cancel your account? Is it still up? Stop playing. Two weeks from now, I ain't gonna be talking about this. Be on something else. But I bet you, I bet you, niggas ain't mass deleting their accounts. Stop the cap. What is this cap you guys keep mentioning? <laughs> you ain't, you ain't up, you're not up on the newest slang, old man. Uh, I think you answered the question right there. <laughs> it's, it's basically saying cut the bullshit. Okay. I don't know where that started. Me neither. And I'm probably too to old out. to be using that anyway, matter of fact. I'm trying to figure out what is that's cap me. How did that become that you're lying? Yeah, that's, I guess we could look it up. But yeah, I should probably stop saying that. I, sound corny. I probably sound corny as fuck. Oldest. I, I could already see it. Well, if, if it would have, my man would have still been here, the new Prince album. That's Cap. I'd be like, no, Prince. That's Cap. <laughs> Push, it up. Push it up. Anyway. All right, fellas, we ready to get up out of here? It is that time. I'm just running my mouth. One thing I want to share with you real quick. Um, I did a little research, and I said this on my IG page. This weekend, Mobile Fidelity Sound Labs is releasing Thriller in their one-step process. It is limited to, I believe, 25,000. And the initial reviews from a lot of hardcore Vinyl heads are like, this is how it sounds in the studio. Nice. And I was listening to an interview with um, Greg Fillingaines back on Questlove Supreme from a couple of years ago. And yeah, Michael was a little bit petty because apparently when Thriller first came out, it was credited as produced by Quincy Jones. And then Mike called up uh, my man, Walter Yantikoff. You need to change that. I produced it too. And then it was Michael with Quincy and Michael. And then Michael called again. No, it was all me. And, and Walter's like, bruh, it was not all you. I'm giving you this one. So yeah. Yeah. Greg, if you haven't heard the Greg Gaines interview from 2020 on Questlove Supreme, I highly recommend it. All right. Yeah. Speaking of Thriller 40. They, they released the music videos for Beat It and yes, Thriller I saw you put those in 4K. Up. The Thriller 4K, a uh, whole new way of looking at it. Like uh, It looked like it came out today. I can't believe it's at 40. Damn. Yeah, phenom- what an uh, incredible video. I mean, it's obviously an incredible video, but 
to see it now and it's full on and it looked like the sound was a little bump up too. Sheesh. What a fucking beast, man. I, I wish the Prince of State at some point does does that to his videos or some of them at least. Cause this, there's a lot of the picture we're not seeing <laughs> from these old videos <laughs> for these guys. And there's things in the thriller, just you can really see the outfits and the textures and the colors. Ugh. It's dope. Shout out to Michael Jackson. I heard one of, actually, I listened to some of the, the, the demo tracks that are on this. It was like a special edition release. It was actually pretty there, good. I was like, okay. One of the songs is There's a special ass. edition release, and yeah. there is the thriller standalone. I'm getting the thriller standalone. Okay, special edition has got demos and unreleased songs and stuff. One of those songs I had never heard before, I was great. I was like, ah, Mike got a vote, man. Dope. Dope stuff. The long version of Billie Jean I had never heard before. I listened to that yesterday. I was like, what? The only problem, I don't say problem, but the only thing I wish they would do is use this same technique on Off the Wall. Oh, yeah. They, I would love that. <sighs> Well, they did a, no, they actually did do a off the wall special. The last time that album came out, they had all the demo tracks and stuff. They've done that. Not like this. Not like this. Because what I did, because I wasn't, you know, I had heard about this company doing these albums for years. So I went and picked up um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Couldn't Stand the Weather, which I do have in high resolution. I'm like, let's see what the big deal is. I got that vinyl here, put it on. Damn. If Thriller comes across like this, woo, whole new game changer here. Yeah, I can't speak to that because I haven't heard that type of presentation that you speak of, but just listening to what I have heard, I mean, on my little setup, it, it sounds great. Sounds phenomenal. Dope album, man. Dope fucking album. I saw a picture of a little kid now buying that and that was their first album and they were holding it up i just thought oh, that's so cool like, it's even today kids are and it's still that. selling that's the thing yeah it's a good fucking album man it's a good song i still felt all is better but no i can't i agree, I agree with you. yeah it is better but they're both both exceptional pieces of work anyway i go with bad but that's me oh, oh, please please i didn't i didn't like bad when it first came out i thought yeah, I just like, God, this is a step down, Mike. I thought Quincy, I was like, God, you're losing it. I got to tell you, man, I've been saying this a lot to other people. <laughs> and I'm not trying to start a whole beef. But yeah, you um, you take the Quincy albums out of the Michael lexicon. Michael's just some guy. I disagree so, with that. I don't. Please. You take Destiny the Quincy out of there? album. <laughs> same level to me. Uh, oh no! Yes, no, yep, no. Go listen to them albums. I have them. I have Destiny and um. It's the and same. Triumph. No, the same hit song making. It's, it's all right there. Mike had that. He had. I mean, he Quincy got him better musicians and all that. But mm-hmm. in terms of making them hit songs, Mike was already doing that. When what year did um Destiny come out? I don't know. Seventy eight, maybe. I have to look now. But uh, what was the one after Triumph? Can you feel it, man? Those are all classic yeah, Michael. It was Destiny. All class. 78? 
Yeah, that's a All classic. Right. Michael, shake your body down to the ground. That's classic Michael Jackson hit making. There ain't no Quincy on that. That's that sound. Push me, push him away, what or whatever. That's what I get for being polite. <sighs> Stop it. Mike was a beast. No. Fucking Mike heartbreak was a beast hotel. With Quincy, heartbreak with Quincy hotel. he became otherworldly. Yeah, but he had that. He already had that sound. Is my point. He had that sound. This is already. interesting. This is interesting. Destiny was produced by the Jacksons. Yep. But why didn't Mike just do off the wall? Because he got with Quincy, so they he took the best of both. Like he yeah. had the sound, and then he got with a cat that could get him the best musicians ever. Why? That's a win. Let's see who else played on this. Oh. But the Jetta Jackson was no joke, man. That's why people, and even them albums that wasn't smashes, if you go back and listen to them now, there'd be songs on there be like, yo, this song, if they would have had the same push, it's the same shit. The same sound. He was doing all that. You mean the the, the uh, Gamble House two albums? Those, those there's two? some songs in there that's bad as fuck. Mm. Even oh, I mean, we're talking about. I'm not gonna go down that road. Michael Jackson's and nobody fucking with Michael. Nobody's fucking with that. From the Jackson Five, Enjoy hits yourself, as kids. Yourself, to, to, yeah, that's jamming. <laughs> dancing, dancing, dancing. <laughs> those are all classic. Let's not play right. Let's see. McFadden and Whitehead. Far out. Anyway. We gotta get up off this damn marathon already. <laughs> oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, big sexy, where can they find you online? Yo. Same usual haunts. IG, Mark Wiggins 2, Twitter, as long as it's still Twitter, W S E Mark, and Facebook, Mark Wiggins. Mr. Ampoo. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ampoo. All right. You can find me on Podcast Juice. Just look it up on whatever platform you're on. With that said, we're getting up out of here. Work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.